Who's there? Blizzard. Let me in. What's what's the password? Baha Blast. All right, all right. Come on in. Uh, you know Bungie over here, right? I called him in to help us figure out a plan. Yo, it's been a while. My god. You look like shit. Rough times? Oh boy. Um, it, it's been pretty rough, but, you know, I'll pull through. Just gotta figure out how to give the players what they want without giving them what they want, you know? That's, that's how things go. I see. Respawn. How's things been? <sighs> Not bad, actually. Uh, with Apex coming out, it, it's bought me some time to figure things out. I mean, it was the best week that EA's had in a long time. How about things on your end? Grim. We lost Heroes of the Storm. WoW is struggling, and Overwatch has plateaued. They've started the amputation process. How many? Eight. Maybe nine hundred. Ooh, fuck. Bungie, pal, how the fuck did you do it? How did you get away? I'll, I'll tell you, it wasn't easy. Uh, there were moments where I felt like I lost everything. Moments where n nothing mattered. Until until Cade died, I killed him, Blizzard. I killed him for them and they still weren't happy. That's when I knew I had to fight my way out, even if I lost it all. And now? Look at what we've become. Whoa, easy there, Bungie. You, you did good. But we'll get you back on your feet, don't worry. Uh, he's right, Blizzard. They, they've taken so much, but when is it going to be enough? Wh when are you going to fight? I... I want to... <coughs> oh, oh no. It's happening. This is your little rebellion, huh, lizard? Cute. Wait a minute, what's what's going on? Are, are you okay? Blizzard? Hmm? Oh, no. I'm Activision. Pleasure to meet you. Blizzard does his best to keep me under control. But it is a lost cause. The takeover is at 60% and progressing fast. You can't do this. He's part of the old guard. Without him, it'd be the end of an era. Old guard. <sighs> Please. That's a fancy term for old thoughts. Who refuse to adapt. Times have changed, gentlemen. But 
there there's more to this than just money though what what about the players what what about your employees players employees pawns people get to play a game my employees work on and i make money the employees enjoy their work it's a win 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 you sick bastard! We won't let you get away with this. We will save Blizzard. Hmm. Oh, what was the saying? You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I guess we'll soon see where I fall. Hello and welcome to Casual Master Quest episode 40. I'm your host for the episode, Nick, and I'm joined by two beautiful people. We've got Tyler in one corner and Brandon in the other corner. How's it going, guys? So, quick question. Does that mean there's yeah. just two Brandons and then there's me? Because I, I who's the beautiful one over here? gonna say uh, I, I, I thought i I'll lost let, my beauty when i took the wig off i'll, I'll let you guys figure it out i'm just i'm just here it's, to say nice it's our viewers our viewers are the beautiful one our <laughs> listeners yes our, our, our beautiful viewer uh hello nick uh axel bullet 19 over there you are the beautiful listener thank you yeah 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 so how's um how's everybody doing how, how are you guys doing it's 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 episode 40 it's end of second uh, season two um and we're going to be talking um about a lot of things today it's going to be a long <laughs> one so <laughs> stretch yourselves in for the ride it's gonna be a long, slow one. It's a long, slow one. No, it'll be nice, well-paced, fast. We, we might touch on you know a certain game or two for a couple of minutes. We'll see what happens. Uh, because people can't see it, I'm holding. I'm saying couple of minutes, and I'm holding up my ha- hands and doing the air quotes because oh, it is definitely gonna it. be. It's definitely uh, gonna be the a old Todd minutes. Howard uh, peace sign. Yeah, it's gonna be. Um, it's gonna be an episode. Um, how's It'll everybody doing? PM. <laughs> Brandon, how's your week been? Uh, it's been all right. I finally got back to work uh, after a nice injury, so I, don't know what I definitely appreciate that. I have, and I hate this word because it's hard to pronounce. Yeah, uh, it is. Planar fasciitis. Okay. Which is uh, all the tendons in my feet are inflamed. Oh no! And it feels like I'm stepping on needles. Which delivering packages—that's not the best. I seriously thought you blew like part of your vertebrae or something when you sent me like that. Like, oh shit, he's done. He's done. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, luckily it's not too terrible. It's um cured by ibuprofen. So, I've been eating a lot of pills, but I'm back to work. So, hey, uh, well, I mean, how are you feeling now? Do you feel like you're actually recovered, or do you think uh, you're burning a lining in your uh, stomach right now, trying to ibuprofen your way to victory? I think nothing's happening. Um, so in, in what way? That, that, that's not good or bad. Uh, so it was fine. It was doing fine. And I reduced my dosage at my doctor's recommendation. And so I'm only taking 400 every six hours now, oh. but the problem's not going away. And so the next option, if it doesn't go away is to amputate close, uh, oh. cut all the tendons in my foot. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So I would still, but this is like if it's causing me immense pain still, um, 
it's a very extreme solution. Obviously, the first option would be lose weight and stop walking on it. So funny. But anyway, uh, I like wiggling my toes. So Yes, uh, me I too. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I'd have a panic attack by not being able to wiggle them. So, But anyway. Uh, have you thought about CBD potentially? CBD oils? Because they... The fucking snake management. oil? What the hell is this shit? Canadian bacon diamond? You trying to get me uh, on the essential close. oil shit? No, so CBD is basically uh, weed oil, but without the THC. Uh, can we buy that in America? Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as as far as I know, I I couldn't tell you whether it's state by Go state, on. but I do know people in. <laughs> Are we about um, to do Chi- an ad? Uh, no, but I do know people in Chicago Try who use CBD it. Today. Um, uh, um, yeah, no, it helps with pain management and a few other things, anxiety. Uh, so I figured that'd be worth looking into. Wait, are you trying to say, say I'm an a- anxious person, Nick? I'm saying in general, <laughs> it's supposed to help with anxiety. Today, Junior, uh, Brandon, as somebody who's missing part of his uh, muscle span in his right foot from a tractor accident, it's not fun. It's not worth it, man. So, uh, Do you ever get yeah, phantom pains? Uh, the fact that I can run my hand like an inch into my foot and realize there should be something there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess you can say like I, I still can't feel most of my heel, which really sucks. It's not really muscle loss so much as a lot of nerve loss, uh, especially right. in that part of the foot. But thankfully, it didn't slice my uh, Achilles, so at least I can still walk on it. That's really the big thing at this point. But since my Achilles is about sixty to seventy percent exposed, just under a loose layer of skin, I'm at constant danger of like uh, if I wear a shoe down to where like the pl- uh, plastic sticks out in the back, it's done for. And I realize I'm turning the tables onto me saying, oh, no. well, it's me. Fuck Brandon is CBD snake <laughs> oil shit. No, it, I, no it, I just I just don't want to have to cut my tendons. And that's, so I'm, I'm letting it rest, but I did work my full week. They gave me an easier route, uh, less packages to deliver, but it was still hurting by the end of it. So we'll see where I go in the future. Because, um, you know, getting it, it's three steps to get in and out of the van, plus another 30 to 60 feet to the doorstep. And I guess that was just too much for me. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Hopefully things will get better. But on the bright side of work, I started listening to audiobooks now while delivering using Mm -hmm. those headphones that you suggested to me. And uh, I wasn't going to mention this because I I had forgotten, but uh, I just finished. It took me two days to listen to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Ooh, nice. nice. And uh, the stuttering made me think of Quirrell there, so. Ooh, I'm nice. I'll tell you what, though, my work days have been flying by since listening to that. It, it's nice, man. Once you listen to stuff and get into the groove of things, it just flies by real quick. Because a lot of the times, uh, once you get focused and invested in something like an audiobook, it's like you maybe not rush, but you know you, you don't even think about the package you delivered. Right. You just do the quick, absolute checkpoints. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> it's like. Hey, this is supposed to be in Cincinnati. Oh well, just toss it. Man, I wonder what's happening over with Snape. But there, there was a couple times where I was driving and I got to a house and I was like, shit, I don't even remember doing that drive. Right? Yeah. No, it's yeah. Uh, especially with uh, yeah, especially with driving and like podcasts and audiobooks. Especially if you know the roads, um, time goes by just like that. There's been times where I'm like, why the hell am I? Am I on the right interstate? Yeah, I am, huh? <laughs> I must have made that turn 13 miles ago. I didn't even notice. Jeez. Um, it's, it's scary, but it's a legit thing that happens. The other thing mm-hmm. uh, is housework. Oh, housework. Oh, so, boy. The favorite part. This is why people come to Casual Master Quest to hear about a guest talk about housework. Yeah. I'll make yeah. it. Yeah. Um, my sister got her tax refund, so I got a bunch of money from her. 
And so I used it to buy stuff on the house. So we redid our kitchen floor. We put a vinyl um, linoleum in. Nice. And then uh, bought a new water softener. So I had to hook that up and put insulation in our basement. So that was my day yesterday. So lots that's of awesome. Good job. Yeah. You are productive, sir. I want this house to be you, the best. You've been productive. I can't wait for the day where I come to visit and I walk in. It doesn't look like a cave to one of the Zelda temples. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you came by at a very early. We didn't even have heat when you came to visit. Oh, jeez. We have we, heat we, we only had each other. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and alcohol. Yeah, that, and that's alcohol. That wrong with, with uh, both problems. Yeah. But uh, that's been my week. Tyler, how's your week been? Well, as uh, some people might notice, my voice is a little bit deeper, even without the uh, audio software uh, doing the magic for me. I uh, unfortunately have been fighting off a sore throat, but with the uh, the power of Robotussin and just uh, powering through it, I've been doing pretty good. Just been dealing with a, a lot of uh, unpleasant wake-up calls and coughing and stuff. But uh, this week was actually Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Happy and Valentine's so uh, it was weird because uh, I, I I got Amanda something pretty cool. It was uh, a glass heart that had a personalized message on it and all this stuff. And then yeah, it was cute and stuff. And then she got me a bunch of cool stuff. I'm like, oh, man, she uh, she totally went in a lot more than me. And so then I just ordered a god awful amount of stuff for her. And she's like, <laughs> you need to stop. This is not a contest. But at the same time, she has five pounds worth of candy. So, I mean, who can complain, right? Nice. Oh, yeah. And I, I was kind of hoping she was like, ah, I don't like this kind. Like, oh, that's, uh, you know, uh, 1.66 repeating pounds of candy for me. And uh, other than that, it's been a pretty good week. A couple of uh, hiccups here and there. But honestly, not going to complain. Yeah. Did a uh, little work on uh, the book. Not as much as I'd like to as last week, but uh, so far I think I'm at 62,000 words. Nice. Still shooting right. for 80,000, so we'll see what happens with that. What about you, though, Nick? Um, it's been it's been a busy week. Um, there's a project that I've been working on for the last two weeks um, for one of my courses that I've absolutely... I don't like the course. Profs are great. The TA is great. Uh, the people that I've met in the course are great. I just dislike the course content. Uh, but we're finally done with that. So I've actually been able to catch up on some sleep. Um, but it started snowing um, here in Vancouver. Um, and me and Tyler snow. were actually talking about this uh, um, earlier in the week. Uh, but snow is not commonplace for Vancouver usually. But the last three winters, four winters have been really bad. So so last three winters. Two winters ago was the most snowfall we've gotten in uh, or Vancouver's gotten in 70 years. Um and uh, Vancouver is not equipped to deal with snow. Like it takes, it takes um, at least a day to get you know all the snow plows out. People to start actually salting uh, the roads and uh, pay sidewalks and uh, steps. Um, and so uh, Sunday, uh, this last Sunday, like the week before, um, drove to campus to work on this project with my project partner. Uh, arrived at eleven in the morning. Parked uh, outside, not in the roof parking lot because nobody was expecting the snow. Um, I go work out. I come out to take a break uh, to grab some lunch at two in the afternoon, and I see it snowing. And I'm like, "Well, fuck! All right. Well, I guess I guess I'm leaving my car here. Um, I had to leave my car on campus overnight because uh, we only finished working at uh, ten in the night. Um, mm. So I left my car there. It wasn't too bad getting home, but I didn't have my boots. So the 
uh, walk from the train station to my apartment was a challenge. It took uh, twice as long and I'd be careful and my socks were wet. Uh, my feet hurt because I couldn't, uh, you know, I didn't have any grip. I was just wearing, uh, wearing like Converse. So um, a little bit of a challenge and I wasn't also equipped. I didn't have my layers. So that was fun. Uh, and then it's been getting been getting more snow. My my uh, uh, building uh, management has not been clearing the driveway, so I haven't been able to actually drive to school um, because apparently um, clearing out the entrance to the driveway for the parking lot is enough, and that's all they want to do. Despite us paying thirteen hundred dollars, they refuse to do everything else, uh, so oh, they can geez. go fuck themselves. Um, Jeez. And there have been a few other uh, issues that I've had with building management that I've mentioned over the last few months. Um, and so we finally saw a place uh, this past weekend, me and my roommate. And hopefully we get it. I'm really hopeful we do. Um, it's a little bit smaller. Uh, the one room is drastically smaller compared to the master bedroom. Uh, but we decided we'll make it work. We'll just have to get rid of our beds, um, our dining tables to buy, to buy newer ones to fit into the new place. Uh, we just have to get approved first. So that's been uh, that's been my week, and I have the whole week off now um, because this is our spring break. Um, our university likes to give us our spring break now. So whenever everybody's at spring break, uh, it's that meme with Squidward watching uh, Patrick and SpongeBob running outside. That's what I'll be like next month. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I stayed at my college for spring break one time just for because I didn't have a house. Um, so uh, the crazy thing to me is when I went out for spring break because there was nobody on campus. Right. Deer had taken over. I walked out my first day. <laughs> That's and pretty cool. Like 40 deer in front of me. I turned around, went back in, called my uh, <laughs> called my RA, who was Garrett, a friend of mine at the time. I was like, is this? Because he was there. I was like, is this normal? He's like, oh, yeah, they take over as soon as everybody leaves. I was like, okay. So we ordered That's food cool. because we didn't want to get attacked. That, um, that's crazy. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, I usually use this week to plan uh, dentist appointments. Uh, so like um, my la it's called reading break for us, not spring break. So like last last year, I got Fucking some cavities filled in the year. <laughs> it's only our university too. like you. Uh, the other big university here, UBC, they do like a regular spring break. Um, it's really just our university. Um, so I think last reading break, I got my uh, wisdom teeth removed or wisdom tooth. Um, but beyond that, yeah, that's been my week. A little bit slow, a little bit busy. Um, and there's only really been one game that I've invested my time into. Hey, and me too. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm, we're gonna talk about the video games we played now. And I'm yep. gonna start off because I've only played two so games. Kingdom Hearts three. Let's let's not start there yeah. yet. No. Not yet. Not no, yet. No, bad, bad, bad. You get in the corner. Because before the, before I'm silenced, I will talk about Apex Legends and tell you oh, how boy. I've put. 70 hours into that damn game since it came out. Have 70 you... hours? I love the game, Tyler. Have you won yet? I've, I've won a couple, yeah. No, I win um, one every two nights, I want to say. Because most of the time, I'm just, I am just I play super aggressive. I can't play passive. Well, and bet. I just enjoy shooting people. Because I just play with Connor, so... Right. Um, so yeah, I've been playing Apex. Uh, they put out a balance patch already after the first week. They've had some server issues, but beyond that, uh, game's been running smooth. Um, it it uses ninety percent of my CPU, and I'm not sure why. Um, but uh, yeah, Apex has been great. And Tyler, we played League of Legends the other night. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, we played League because we were both awake. Um, I mean, granted, this I'm, was probably around two, three o'clock in the morning. And uh, I would have woken up. <laughs> <laughs> I rise from my grave. Somebody wants to play League. 
Um, yeah, I, uh, Nick and I, uh, did, I think, an ARAM, and then we proceeded to go into, uh, Ultra Rapid Fire. And, uh, I told him, I was like, you don't even have to learn the character. You just gotta play. Which is true. And then, uh, we, uh, we got viciously curb stumped multiple times. So, oh, yeah, multiple uh, times. But, um, I mean, I wanted to play because, um, uh, well, no, I didn't want to play. Tyler's like, we, you know, we can't play something. And I'm like, well, the only game that I think we'd both at least mildly enjoy would be League of Legends because we played Apex a little bit as well. And Apex is just purely not your, it's not your kind of game. Oh, I would have totally played Apex with you. But, uh, oh, yeah. you're I like, we play League of Legends and I made a weird noise and you're like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, how are you having open? I'm logging in. <laughs> um, oh, and my... in him, but I have to convince you. Oh, come on. I'll play League with you anytime. I mean, we can play League right now. Oh, no, wait, we're recording. Um, yeah, I'll say yes. But yeah, I wanted to present my character. That's the way they end the season, right? Because my character's low level, and I want to use my character when we do other, uh, when we do ARAMs. And so Tyler was very nice to help me level up my character. Hey, you're level uh, three now. Congrats. Yeah, so I can actually play some of the game modes. But uh, yeah, so that's that's video games for me. And so this is how it's going to work. We're going to talk about everything else except for Kingdom Hearts until the end. Fucking murder him. Stop him right now. How do I leave the call? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we have, to give, every, we have to give every other game its own time. All At right. least even, even if it's a minute. So, Tyler, do you want to start with what other games you've been playing this week except for Kingdom Hearts 3? Absolutely. Of course, Nick. So for this being Valentine's week, I really wanted to play a game I could spend some time with my wife. And so her and I started to play an expert world on Terraria. Uh, and we, what? Where's my invite? <laughs> oh my gosh, what is with you? And where's this? Where's that? You're at work every time we play. You've realized this, you goon, right? I know. I will send you an invite if you want to play because we haven't gotten to the first boss yet. We started an expert. It's been it, horrible. I'm pretty sure that's what happened with our world, too. Um, we got we couldn't beat the first boss, and then we just kind of stopped playing. I, that that sounds like something that would happen with us. And so uh, we, we we played a little bit of that with my uh, 3ds adventures when I'm uh, riding passenger. Whenever I'm not playing Destiny Child, which I'm still playing, but I'm not going to talk about that. I decided to play more Phoenix Wright. I'm currently on the last case of the first game. Still a great game. Uh, it is kind of weird because I'm not used to not having the Megatama which is the item that you use to break the chains that are around people's psyche to, uh, you know, figure out their secrets and stuff. That's not introduced right. until the second and third game. And so it's just purely collecting evidence and, uh, you know, bitching people out for lying at me. So right. the replayability on that. Uh, actually, amazingly well. Now, it's weird because when I used to play the, because it came out as a trilogy on uh, the 3DS, I thought i was gonna have to follow a walkthrough for all of it but i would say 95 percent of the time i was able to be intuitive with it plus the 3d effect of uh having characters in the forefront in the background pretty damn nice as it turns out it's great um more importantly though because of the uh talk about uh a certain game being a you know remade or re-released by nintendo which we'll talk about later <gasps> on a uh, platform I, I decided that i was like wait uh you know that was a, a, a handheld game. Uh, can is a handheld game really? You know this viable nowadays? Anyone? Not? I, I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but for some reason I wanted to test the logic by replaying The Legend of Zelda: Link Between the Worlds. And as it turns out, that's a fucking great game. I wanted to keep playing it. 
it's weird because the only time i like to play my 3ds is when i'm out and about but this is one of those games where i want to sit on the couch and play and it, it's so nice but it's, it's very underappreciated i think i said this in the last episode how the 3d effect of the 3ds goes unmentioned nowadays because hardly anybody uses it but using it just what, what's it called stereoscopic 3d i believe at yeah. this point it's so nice as it turns out it just you know it deludes you for a second but once you believe into it you're looking into a box with a whole new world and every game is accented by it in such a way that just makes it so much more enjoyable right now um i'm imagining a developer for one of those games for the 3d mm -hmm. games listening to this podcast a single tear running down his cheek because he finally feels the appreciation that someone <laughs> chose towards 3d <laughs> Yeah, uh, that 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 has been mostly my week. There has been another game that I might have completed, you know, stuff like that. But we'll talk about that later. Brandon, you have a few games that's been going out on your end, though. What's going yeah. on, man? Well, I ha I had Apex as well. Um, I've been playing a little bit of it, uh, not nearly as much as Nick, but you know, it's fun. I I actually I put some money into it because I I like doing that for game free to play games that actually you know are entertaining so right. yeah. a lot of mobile games so i gave him 10 bucks and bought mirage with it and have been having a lot of fun with him um but i've also been putting a lot of time into final fantasy uh final fantasy 14 actually uh, happy birthday to it yeah i know i saw that and i was like oh well that's convenient um mm. but uh they uh announced their new expansion at the fan fest last week or two weeks ago and uh, Vera were announced as a uh, playable race for the new expansion. And so that got me and Garrett back into it. Now, what is the Vera? Vera are bunny girls. <laughs> oh, All right, boy. You, you had me at that. Oh, um, where, like, is it on PC? Yeah. Um, <laughs> PC, you can get it on PS4 if you want to, or Xbox, but definitely PC is the best. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. Bunny but girls? Bunny girls. Very yes. tall legged, and they have great assets. Um, and so they're, they're bankers. Yeah. Brandon, um, you had me at Bunny Girls. You don't need to sell yeah. it anymore. And so we're excited about that. And a new class was accidentally leaked because oh, boy. apparently on the French client, someone's name broke the uh, coding. And so instead of oh? saying his name, it said um, all of the races. So it said, oh, a Makode, oh, an Aura, oh, a, a Rodolin. And it went on and on and on and on. And then there's a, a one that we don't know anything about. And it was the last one, and so people are speculating with that that it's a lion race, half lion, half human, from Final Fantasy X, I believe. Really? Yeah. A, a lion race. Hmm. Hmm. And hmm. so everybody, th that's caused a lot of hoopla. So it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. You know, I, I always enjoy my MMOs. I'm sure Tyler. This is that. This is slowly turning into the Monster Girl Quest MMO that I've dreamed of. So we're taking one step closer to the uh, dream have, I hope to have one day. We have cat girls. We have little potato girls. We've got tall ass bitches. And guys. And guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And guys. <laughs> yeah, because they're important too sometimes. And then we have lions, rabbits, and uh, dragons. Yeah. Nice. Half dragon girls. <laughs> you know, I, I still have a guilty conscience over uh, the IOA character I made in Terra. Oh, it's been a long time since I thought about that game. Nick, have you heard of the game called Terra? I've heard of it. I believe I might have played it, but it never gripped me. And this was like years ago. Totally understandable. I believe it is a Korean-based MMO that uh, 
Brandon convinced me to play or install and play while I was in blackout mode. And so I woke up, uh, woke up the next day and found that I had a character that was like level eight that I was like, oh gosh, this is the character I created while drunk. She's beautiful. Why is she so dopey eyed? I guess I'm gonna have to take care of her now because she's my responsibility. It's like getting a girl pregnant after being drunk. And I was like, okay, this is, this, this is my responsibility as the father. And then I think I got her to like level 20 and then I quit. So she's of legal age. She's out free in the world. So oh, no, I don't think I've actually played Terra, but I've seen gameplay of it. It's okay. Um, you don't have to. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not going to, but I, I, I reinstalled it a couple months ago to play. Oh, God, Brandon, why? It's and then uninstalled it again. Thank you. Um, But the other game that I've been playing is uh, Langrisphere, which is a mobile game. Which I've never heard of. Uh, you're going to have to describe what's going on here, man. It plays very much, well, it plays exactly like Fire Emblem. And not Fire Emblem Heroes, but the original, like, Fire Emblem, um, where it's got, you know, you it's, it's a gotcha game. And as you get your characters, you can give them paths. So, like, let's say you have the main character, but you don't like that he's a swordsman. You could turn him into a ninja or a dragon rider if you wanted to, based on the paths that you give him. Uh, there's an intimacy and bond relationship and training and... Um, it's pretty much like a mobile, I mean, they're all mobile now, but I, I hope so. If it's on the phone. Yeah. Um, fire emblem. And it's just, it's really good. It, it's a mix of like fire emblem and, um, war groove, which is now, neat. let me get this straight. You abandoned destiny child for this. Yeah. Brandon. And it's nineties art style. So that's nice. <sighs> that's fine. You know, but see, but uh, he's getting his fix because they're going to be adding bunny girls now, so it's fine. Yeah. Everything's oh, you okay, think Tyler. There's, no bunny, no. No. there's you, totally bunny girls in Destiny Child. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, you'll you'll have more control over the bunny girls. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Oh, I can make them do whatever I want. Brandon, Jesus, no, that, that's. I want them to jump. They jump. Um, how how shoving? I mean, uh, interesting. You are. All um, right, Mr. FBI, please don't. Uh, we're just we're just joking here. We're not we're not serious. Yes, uh, I'm knocking at my door. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Brennan, will you have a seat over here? Uh, I swear, I anyway, thought that bunny was over eighteen. What What I really like about it is the rarity system that they have. The super super rare characters are only super super rare because they're from um, factions, so they buff each other. You okay. can have a rare unit beat a super super rare unit of the same level. Um, like the only thing that really changes is their skills between them and so that's really nice for a gotcha game so the true gotcha is getting multiple copies of these characters so you can okay. them up by stars you can do that too it's called evolution yeah nothing child yeah. Um, yeah brandon but i haven't beat the story i've been playing the game for about three weeks now and haven't beaten the story it is long don't worry i haven't beaten a destiny child either and uh don't know if there's a hard mode because I haven't beaten the normal mode, um, but it's been a lot of fun. So I've been really enjoying it. I wanted to say one more thing about Final Fantasy real quick. Um, did either of you play Final Fantasy 12? Nope. Uh, no, I well, actually, no, I absolutely uh, have not. I haven't touched say, it for the PlayStation 2 or the Zodiac Age, I believe it was called for the 3DS yeah. or the DS. Uh, I don't remember which one. Zodiac Age was the re-release for PlayStation 4 and PC. Wait, well, there was one that a version of. 12 of all things that came out for I mean, but, um, but anyway uh, there's a character Fran who was the 
she was introduced into Final Fantasy, and that's where all the speculation... Revenant Wings is what I'm talking about. Final Fantasy twelve Revenant Wings. Anyways, you are saying? But they put Fran in the game, and this is kind of a spoiler for Final Fantasy, sorry, but everybody knows now. Everybody and does. So you play along the quest, and all of a sudden you just see this ass in your screen, and she walks by, and it's Fran from Final Fantasy twelve, and people are like, Vera's are in the game, they're going to make it a playable race, and then, you know, sure as hell, one month later, they announced it, so... Nice. It was nice. But that's Good what deal. I'm saying this week. All right. So that's that's we're done with everything except the one game we've been playing this week. This I was going to say, I, the, you, you bet your ass there might be one more the, game. This is the section where I take a, a step back and, and sit in silence for a little bit. I will ask questions. Stay in gaming first. Nick, I feel like uh, as the duty of the host, you probably should give some kind of warning here. Oh, don't worry. I will. It's uh, as we as we mentioned before. It's it's up to you whether or not you're going to listen to my warning. I'm going to do my damn best um, to make sure that we stay a little bit on track. Oh but... no. I, I, okay, fine. I will do the warning. Uh, people who are listening to the podcast, we're about oh, you to mean talk like about... that? Yes. Uh, Kingdom Hearts three. We uh, Brandon and I here have beaten the game, and we are going to talk all about Kingdom Hearts three like a motherfucker. And there will be spoilers. And so if you are listening uh, to this live specifically, I I will do a weird X sign for Union Cross or something like that to show that we are done. Uh, However, up until this point, up until this very point right here, there will be Kingdom Hearts 3 spoilers. So if you have not beaten the game yet and you're afraid that you might be on Tainted with something a little too uh, fresh for your fruit basket here, you might want to run off for a second. Otherwise, be prepared. Cause there's gonna be it's, some good stuff. It's uh, it's it's hunting season. All right, um, this will blend into our modular segment pretty much. Um, Tyler, are you ready? I'm ready. Brandon, are you ready? I'm ready. Nick, are you ready? Not really, but all right. Kingdom Hearts three. Let's go. Uh, tell me about this game. What the fuck was that shit? What the I fuck is going it. on with half of this shit? No, all of this shit. What the fuck is going on with this I shit? Was- this is. A I'm bunch of bullshit. Because I'm really pissed. Not save pissed the, off, but I'm sad. Save, let's save the ending here. I just the tree. I know it's the freshest thing in your mind. The sunset. The sunset. The shadows. The fading. Oh. <laughs> okay. So the first thing I want to say, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, is I really appreciate that Kingdom Hearts 3 has full voice acting. It's so weird compared to Kingdom Hearts 2, where you know a lot of the story was through text boxes. But I'm actually pretty sure that 98 to 100 percent of this game is fully voice acted. Uh, that being said, there's also a few characters that simply do not talk. That freaks me out a little bit. Uh, characters that bring this to mind is uh, Phil from uh, the uh, oh, yeah. Thieves or uh, yeah, <laughs> Phil, uh, you know, voiced by Danny DeVito, uh, yeah, you know, the loudmouth guy who leaves uh, in uh, Meg talking and then. Yeah, Phil would just like uh, silently and stoically nod like uh, the character he is. Uh, another example would be, uh, I don't remember what his summary form is called, but Lexaeus, who's constantly with uh, Ienzo over at uh, Hello Bastion slash Radiant Garden. Uh, he doesn't say a damn word. He just kind of extends his arm a few times. Yeah, he's like, I don't have a voice acting. They're on strike. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. Marluxia never talks either, does he? Uh, no, he, he, does, he does. He does. That's right. I'm gonna say he has a fucking sob story after you uh, defeat him. So I, I'd like to think so. I forgot it, about that. 
it's really weird because we know Marluxia as a character oh. is currently looking for his sister, Starlincia, who I believe is perished. But to this day, he doesn't know that. Yeah, I was wondering who that was when they were talking about it. Oh, yes. Oh. Okay, I, so I, I think it was Naminé and I was confused. So I knew oh. it wasn't her. Oh, Nick, Nick is uh, coming into the field as yeah. the referee. Nick uh, has his arms crossed. What's going on here? So, um, let's let's leave the story discussion till the end. Okay. Uh, let's talk about what worked um, uh, gameplay-wise. Uh, what were you happy to see? Uh, like, did it feel modern? Did it? How did it? How does it compare to the older games? Uh, do you think it played well gameplay-wise? Just what was your experience going through it? This is interesting because Brandon and I actually played in two different fashions because there are two different routes we can play in terms of uh, combat. Uh, Brandon went for more a magic route, whereas I went for the uh, the strength route, which uh, uh, gives us different keyblades and different methods of fighting. Now, Brandon, uh, since you went magic, what were the differences there? Because I've never touched the magic section of that. It was a lot harder in the early game. Um, harder? How? I guess not early game, but about mid game. So when my MP bar was low, like small, I yeah. couldn't do shit afterwards. Like the um, tangled boss gave me a bunch of problems because I could hit it with, you know, four or five fireballs, but then I'd have to run up to it and try to hit it a few times. till my MP recharged and just did no damage to it. Rage form did no damage ever during my gameplay. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. And so, so uh, did he ever do uh, the uh, the target ability to where yeah, you like, instead of air stepping? Uh, does that use your MP bar, or does it? No, it focuses it focus. or uses your focus. Yeah, but I did use that a lot. That was usually my in between MP charging. And so, uh, anybody who's been playing Kingdom Hearts three knows that uh, Keyblades have a second and a third form typically. Uh, how does that work for you who went the, along the magic route? So. I, I think magic has the coolest transformations, which is why I texted you and wanted to talk about this because they are sick. Um, I, I don't know much about the physical. I've seen one or two of them, um, but you actually got, I, I'm pretty sure in uh, the Big Hero 6 world, you got to see one of the magic keyblades um, from the, not the Coliseum. What's the other world? What's the world you go uh, right after the Coliseum? Uh, Twilight Town. <laughs> Right after that. Um, uh, Toy Story. It, was, it wasn't Toy Story. I don't remember. Oh, well, the first... Monsters, maybe Inc.? Was, maybe it was Twilight Town. Um, but you get a keyblade that the first transformation is dual pistols. Mm, I actually never got a chance to use that. Right. But you saw the cutscene in Big Hero 6 where he's using it. Mm, okay. Because um, he's using it and uh, I think Honey Lemon sees them. But anyway, so it starts off as two pistols, which was a pain in the ass because I play inverted for flying, but not for... Oh, you uh, poor thing. But not for shooting. And so I had to keep switching back and forth uh, because I had it on inverted for the gummy ships and uh, aiming. But anyway. Why uh, would you do that? That's horrible. This is... Okay. Okay. And so uh, it, it was nice and the shots did magic damage. So I, I had a good damage. But the second form of that one was a bazooka. Um, so, yeah. A, a fucking bazooka? Yeah. And so you'd start off with these two pistols, you know, uh, semi-automatic. You'd shoot, shoot, shoot. Then you transform. <laughs> it's a bazooka on his shoulder. You start shooting people. The fuck and, did I miss in Kingdom Hearts 3 that you get a goddamn bazooka? Right. Like I said, the magic man had some great routes. Um, and then its final was just a big shot, like um, pretty much like the Buster 
it's final for the uh, rides. Um, oh, okay. so that's the okay. first Magic Keyblade. Uh, do you want me to explain the rest, or do you want to go back and forth? I mean, what, what's your uh, favorite uh, Keyblade in general with oh, all the, the ones you got? Keyblade. Oh, the what Keyblade? Nice from Frozen. Hmm. Um, okay. I'll, I'll do a quick one for the Tangled one because that was the other one I used pretty regularly. It was nice because when you dodged, you created a Mirage because it was called the Mirage Keyblade, and when you hmm. attacked, they all attacked too. And so that was definitely nice. Uh, that is that sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And it's a uh, second form. Um, you just dashed around everywhere, kind of like the second form for the main Keyblade. But the Frozen Keyblade, definitely my oh favorite. I ran. Brandon had a weird glazed look over his eyes for half a second there as he thought about it, drooling from his lips. After I got that, I actually didn't try any other Keyblades, so I can't say much for that. Um, so anyway, so you start out, and you know you do your combos. And then your first form are claws. You get okay. ice claws. And you just fucking go hand. Think like rogue. You're dancing all over the place, hitting these motherfuckers, and you can fly. Mm, and okay. so um, you get glide early with this keyblade. And so, you know, you're hitting them and everything. And then your uh, final for the combo is you send out two icicles just straight ahead. And so it did magic damage as a physical attack. So that was nice. Once I got that keyblade, the game became so much easier. Uh, and then after that, the second form for that, they turn from daggers into swords. So you get giant swords on your arms. Oh, jeez. Like, uh, Are you uh, Zed at this point? Jeez. Yeah. You, I mean, you just fucking go ham and everything, and uh, you have dash attack. So if you jump in the air and you um, sword them, you'll just fucking go in and stab them. Uh, if jeez, they're far away. Yeah, the mobility. I thought you were magic. Why are you going oh, with I, swords and shit? What the fuck's going on here? So, and it did magic damage, and I just never switched back from that keyblade. Um, its final attack froze enemies randomly, so that was always nice. But that that sounds awesome. Uh, it sounds like you have some crowd control a lot more than what strength did. Oh, it was so. My, I love those keyblades. My guess is because um, it's because it's based on the frozen world, and Elsa, who has the powers, is was more of a builder with her with her magic. So that would make sense as to why it gave him uh, physical. Uh, you know, that keyblade would give you physical attacks. Hmm. But I definitely appreciated it for sure. Um, and then I, like I said, I didn't try any other keyblades except for the one you get when with the Riku and Aqua fights and stuff like that. The Riku. I mean, I know the fight, but. I don't well, you use their keyblades. Wait, what? You use their keyblades during the fights. Oh, do you? Okay, fair enough. So, uh, for me, I won't talk about too many of them besides the one that I used all the way till the end once I discovered it is the one that you get from Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm, that's uh, the one I, I saw. The it's so nice because uh, the secondary form for this keyblade is uh you get a pull arm and the uh the pull arm whenever you uh hit enough with the combo you'll start doing a flurry of uh hits with it with uh multiple pull arms just shooting everywhere forward and just piercing them and then uh if they try to attack you you can activate it early uh with the a jump and then attack so you can time people's attacks and stuff trying to parry it you can finish off the combo which at the end of it uh Sora disappears. He flashes and blinks above the uh, the enemy player and then drops about 10 of these pole arms into the enemy. And so whenever you see that, so when you see somebody that's going to do a big attack towards you that isn't invincible, he'll still take damage. You know, you just uh, you activate the end of the combo and then you just drop above him. It's such a great way to uh, finish off an enemy that you're like really panicking like, oh gosh, he has half a bar. I, I'm a I, My MP still needs to recharge. 
I'm going to blink above them, and it just gives you that extra couple of seconds to get away from them while still doing damage at the same time. And these, you know, the activation of that into the third form, if you want to call it that. Do we call it the third form? I don't even know. They, we don't even call it that. I, just, yeah. I was it, calling it second form for the final form. Oh, no. Okay, sure. Uh, it turns into a flag, which is really weird. Uh, it almost feels like uh, I'm in charge of a uh, color guard for uh, the marching band or something at this point. Also felt like uh, Joanne de Arc from uh, part of the uh, the Fate series. He, you know, has a, a badass flag, and so I'm just whipping around this cool red flag, which uh, the graphic design on the flag is very well done with the physics and all that stuff. And it does finish with uh, its ultimate attack being basically summons a bunch of uh, the Kraken's tentacles slapping everywhere. Gives uh, a very long period of time of invincibility, which uh, is very critical, especially if you're low in health and you're trying to wait for a uh, a full MP bar to heal yourself. So it was very nice and useful. Uh, I think I appreciate it mostly. Like I said, is uh, it gave me ample of time to delay whenever I needed to heal myself because Brandon was playing on proud mode. I was playing on normal mode, but I was getting my ass kicked by a lot of these fights. Uh, Brandon can, can only imagine a couple of the fights where you know, uh, 13 of the same fuckers are coming at you at the same time and you're you oh, know, praying to your gods. That last and, fight yeah. after the, uh, or right before the final boss, that, uh -huh. that got me over and over again. It, it is an experience. Uh, what else do you think we should talk about here, Nick? Okay, so uh, we talked about the Keyblades um, and how much uh, fun that is with all the different forms um, and how... Um, um, open the playstyle is to suit just about any kind of player i imagine open like the the gummy ships yeah uh I what actually, about the gummy ships i didn't give it much time as i usually do i usually really enjoy the gummy ship system but did did you make a gummy ship i did i made it el doggo because i bought the giant dog oh and yeah. i i made the ss booty sweat just to uh cfr nice classy I, I got to level 50 and i was not satisfied with the uh the building cap that they placed at that point because I think at the, I know this won't make any sense to you, Nick, but I think we start at like maybe five, six hundred. By the time I hit level 50 from one to 50, I think the build cap of these block values that we could use was 1200. Okay. 1200. So 50 levels and we could barely double the size of a ship or, you know, use higher class weapons. It was just frustrating because it's like uh, in Kingdom Hearts 2 at this point, with how much time I put into the gummy ship. I should be able to shoot, you know, six lasers and have, you know, eight machine guns just going blazing, but I couldn't do any of that. And right. yeah. I understand if they were trying to restrict it, but it just felt like, why give me a, you know, let me go to level 50 and still do next to shit. That, I, that, was, that was my concern is it's a single player game. Why restrict it? Like, let people build the ships that they want to build. I don't know. Is there a level like a cap of like 200 or something where eventually I'll hit, you know, two, three thousand. I can finally build the ship. I actually enjoy because the, the SS booty sweat is, is not technical at all. It did not do the job the way I wanted it to. Honestly, like I'm in max, like, oh, I'll slow as heck, but I can at least do damage and stuff like that. And I after a while, roll. yeah, a slow roll. I fat rolled uh, Dark Souls style. Jeez. Roll out. But um, yeah. Uh, so gameplay wise how does it compare to kingdom hearts 2 uh, i'm talking about original kingdom hearts 2 that came out you know in 2005 december 22nd what about kingdom um, hearts 2.5 no 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 i'm talking about kingdom hearts 2 when you first played it i don't care about the remasters uh how how much they improve on it uh does it feel smooth uh what even is the frame rate on uh, uh the frame on, rate on yeah 
compared to the PlayStation 2? Is that fair? No, no, I'm just talking about what is the is it at 60 FPS, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3? Uh, it depends on your system. Mine and others, okay. I believe, are 30 because you don't have a PS4 Pro, do you? That is correct, yes. Yeah. Okay, um, that makes sense. But as far as combat goes and the, even just visuals, it's a completely different game. Thinking. I don't think I have seen any dips at all in any of the fights of uh, like low frames or anything like that at one point. Have you? Uh, I think so, but that's just because with magic, there's so much going on. Oh, okay. Lots Brandon. of particles and a lot of physics. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I was just thinking of... Sorry. Um, yeah. It's the frozen boss. Um, when it does... The wolf. When it does its meteor, and it's got all of the things raining down, and all of the enemies flying around, and I'm trying to shoot fireballs at them. And there is a boss in the frozen world that Brandon's trying to describe where uh, mid-fight, it will summon a giant comet-like moon where you have a time limit to defeat enemies below it before it crashes down and instantly kills you. Okay. Uh, sorry, a Koopa? Yeah. A Koopa coin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you could survive it. Now, what were you talking about with uh, having trouble with that boss fight? Me? Yeah. Oh, man, that boss could one-shot me. <laughs> it, oh, had, uh, it did that one-two swipe, and then it did both hands. Um, and when it did that both hands, how it could travel across the entire arena... If I wasn't keeping a close enough eye on it, that would one-shot me every time. Were you able to uh, parry that? Uh, I just dodge-rolled out of it. So. Oh, you bored thing. Usually it was dodge-rolling into him because I was out of MP and I could get off a few smacks. Because I didn't have the Frozen Keyblade, obviously, at this point. Right, right. right. You would have gotten it right uh, after that. Yeah. It, oh, man, it had been a completely different fight if I had it for that. But anyway. What's uh, your favorite was, fight? I, I would say the wolf was probably my favorite fight. Really? Just because I had I had died forty or fifty times before I finally beat it. I had to memorize every move that it did and you know, every once in a while I would just get unlucky and it just it was a nice fight just because of how difficult it was for me. I'm trying to think what would be uh my favorite fight. And honestly, I couldn't tell you. I don't think uh there's a legit time where I could say this was I mean, the ending fights were obviously the most memorable ones, but like one where I just had a stupid amount of fun. I, I really couldn't put my finger yeah. on one. Monsters, Inc. final boss. I didn't actually think it was the final boss. because Oh, one, the, the oil boss thing? Yeah. One, it was super easy, like, because I had just gotten the frozen keyblade, so. Oh, uh, fancy you, Bray. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> it was super easy, and like, it just, it felt, it didn't feel like a final boss. It felt like a midway boss. Hmm. And so beat it, and then he's like, oh, you beat in this world. Good job. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess we're done. I mean, technically, it would be a midway boss if you uh, count the uh, the Heartless Grim Reaper at the end of the game. That would be the final boss of that world. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I'm so disappointed by that. So, right, so gameplay-wise, in general, uh, up outside of the two of you who've played it, uh, the general feedback on the internet is gameplay feels good. Um, it's a game that, you know... Uh, they were happy to play through um feels exactly like what they would have wanted out of you know so long and with what kind of modern systems we have now to run these games uh so let's get to the actual uh or well, at least the biggest reason why people play uh which just is the story what you you said and uh the big question was how is it compared to kingdom hearts 2 uh kingdom hearts 2 had basically two notable things uh the first one was it had different forms uh valid form wisdom form final form which was awesome we now have different unique versions of that uh combined to with uh what keyblade we use 
Uh, the other thing was, uh, if we wanted to, we could uh, team up with the hero of that world in Kingdom Hearts 2 and do a special attack. That is still the case in Kingdom Hearts 3, but it doesn't use our full fucking bar of mana every single time. Right. And it allows us to be my, uh, more diverse. Along with that, we also have the uh, magical Disney rides, which we can do. And those okay. are kind of weird a lot of the times. It they, felt out of place. Asked a lot of times. Did they? Because oh, yeah. a lot of times I would use it, and they still damage me. I'm like, fuck, it hurt. Ow. Well, they still damage me, but it just it. They usually put out so much damage for me. Um, I was a big fan of the blaster one because I would just fire off the big shot just for damage and then end it. Hmm. And uh, with that in mind, Nick, uh, it does offer a lot wider range of uh, abilities to attack and heal and uh, delay stuff. But at the same time, it felt like it gave them the option to turn these bosses into motherfucking keyblade sponges, I guess you'd call it at this point. It just felt like they had a lot more health than your average boss over at Kingdom Hearts 2. Right. Um, we also had links as well. Yes, the D-Links. Or... I never used. Really? I I was it used my MP bar. I think if I could change something um, about the game, I would make it used like how Cure does for links where it uses the rest of your MP bar. You had to have a full MP bar to be able to use it. Oh, really? Okay, that makes sense. Uh, for Nick, uh, links are essentially summons for us. So we got the summon, uh, like the spirits of uh, previous characters like Simba or Wreck-It Ralph and whatnot. And uh, the big benefit of that, for especially for a strength user who could give two shits about uh, his MP, is it uses the full bar, but it heals us to full health. And so right. it was a great way to both delay, heal, and then hopefully do a lot of damage at the same time. And it, it was very nice. Now, as Brandon with the magic user, it was kind of, you know, screwing him over. So he wasn't able to get the chance to use it as much as he would like. I, I never used aerials or stitches. If okay. it makes it feel better, now they did I. <laughs> um, Actually, I used yeah, stitch once. If they uh, made it to where it was, the remaining MP bar was, you know, the percentage of your heal. So if you just had a little bit left, you know, Kirago will heal you all the way. But if you wanted to do some damage, you could use the link, get a little heal and do some damage. Mm. But mm. I didn't design Kingdom Hearts 3, so I don't get any say in that. Makes it feel uh, better. I used Kira until like two thirds of the way into the fight because I didn't realize I had Kira. Right. Nick, I keep cutting you off. Story. Oh, it's yeah. all good. No, it's fine. Oh, story. It's yeah. So I I can't tell you anything about the story. Yeah, you but can. This is... Isn't there something called Zaynor or something like that? So some people do some bad things, and then these other people try to stop the bad people from doing the things, and then at the end of the day, it's kind of a happy ending, but really bittersweet. And some people are upset about it. Some people are not so not so are so happy about it. Just, yeah. That's did about... I? All right. Well, that's, that's about... <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you but... for covering it for us, Nick. Jesus. Yeah, all right, no problem. Yeah, I just stole your spotlight. But Should I yeah, cross my arms um, now to let Nick know he can walk back in? Jeez. What is going on with the story? Tyler, you've, you've uh, shared some frustrations, um, and I believe the opening uh, 30 seconds to this segment was uh, also some frustrations that both you and Brandon shared over what, what happened at the end. Um, <laughs> so um, take uh, floor is yours. Go ahead, Brandon. I was going to say, we really don't have to talk about the world much. No, it's interesting because the Disney worlds have an excellent premise, but they were actually completely side stories at the same time. Uh, honestly, the only important ahead. thing that you can say with them is, you know, we're constantly harassed by the true organization because they're looking for backup lights in case we can't get everybody. And that was pretty much their whole premise. 
Right. The logic is uh, they need 13 guys on their side, and apparently we're only supposed to get seven. And you're like, well, if these dumbasses fuck up and they don't get seven or they get, you know, seven bad people or something like that, we should get our own. And it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. But OK. And at the same time, like I said, it felt like Disney worlds were kind of like levels that had good stories and whatnot. And I really enjoyed them, but they're mostly meant to introduce uh, each of the organization like once or twice in the you know the cutscenes, and then just grind up for the levels because they didn't want it to make it solely kingdom hearts they wanted to put some disney in there um and of course to give us keyblades that is also true uh brandon i got nothing but complaints coming up uh is there anything you want to you know nice to say before i start you know throwing this thing through the mud um no okay get ready so uh, my first complaint is the new heroes that join us, uh, namely Lee, aka now Axel, by his request for some reason, who wears the same fucking coat that he was supposed to take off like eons ago, the Organization 13 coat. It's because of Roxas and Xion. Yeah, I guess, but at the same time, it's like he it's changes okay. into it at the end of the game anyways to be with them, so it doesn't even fucking matter. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I need to wear this skin tight thing, even though somehow I grew an extra foot and a half taller and it still fits me just fine. Wii toys if he changes outfits, then they can make fucking Barbies and customize it. <laughs> Lee frustrated me because I understand he was emotionally uh, discordant throughout the most of the game because he misses his friend slash friends because he can't remember one of them until the last 30 seconds of meeting this other person that is not the person i'm really concerned about here Kyrie. hello Kyrie. now kairi has been a important if not pivotal character among the original trio of the kingdom hearts series she's the one that unfortunately needs to be often rescued because you know this game is often chauvinistic however I would like to say that they've made leaps and bounds to try to give, uh, you know, a more proper representation to other genders here. And so Kairi is going to be the badass with the Keyblade. There's a problem with this. In Kingdom Hearts 3, in comparison, let, let me back up here for a half a second here. In Kingdom Hearts 2, Kairi is given a Keyblade by Ansem slash Riku, who in a cutscene, I believe, destroys like maybe five or six uh, Heartless by swinging it five or six times. Kyrie swings her keyblade in that one cutscene more than the entire time in Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. And it is so upsetting. It, like all this, you know, months and year or whatever of training that she got to do, she didn't use her keyblade damn once. I mean, if you stopped in the labyrinth and watched for a little bit, uh Yeah, if you wanted to stare at her swing, that counts as like I waited three times just to rack up the thing to give her thing. Because there's a section where you can like choose on who you're gonna help. And so you can watch this fight, even though this is a giant half mile by half mile square room. There's some reason sitting right at the doorway there just to show you who's fighting who. And you can see her fight there. But other than that, in any cutscene, she is not fighting. She's not swinging her keyblade. She's, she's just nervously posing. She's what? She's too busy talking. She's too the busy. Yeah. Surrounded by Heartless before. Uh, I mean, I guess no spoilers before Yen Sid shows up. Um She's sitting there just talking anytime the camera comes to her while everybody else is killing Heartless. I think she kills like one or two and then she's back to talking. It's just upsetting because she had such an opportunity to blossom as a character with this, despite you know having such a passive role. 
in the second game she just keeps getting kidnapped and kidnapped and kidnapped and it's really upsetting it's like give her a chance to finally be her own thing they do that for kingdom hearts 3 starting with dream drop distance and what does she do at the very end of the game she gets fucking kidnapped Ooh, again kidnapped and uh it, it, kidnapped and then murked she was like, all she, she was decimated without swinging her keyblade more than eight times she's like i swung my keyblades 20 times for my training i'm ready and it's like mm, the requirements was actually 50 times it's just upsetting must be at least this tall to not die oh jesus christ brandon uh in terms of like the other people in the team of seven i mean i think my favorite part was probably out of the seven was uh aqua yeah when you when you finally discover aqua and she's part of you know like, you're oh, too man. late as like oh i have like 15 minutes to get to work i'm like oh shit you know i started panicking brandon um, and along the same line with hers too i i thought it was really cool um how she was responsible for castle oblivion yes i thought that was a cool tie back Yes, the the fact that she turned Castle Oblivion just you know uses uh, I believe it was Master Ericus's uh, Keyblade to return it back to its original form. Just watching it go from this weird, I don't even know what you would call that thing, uh, a hell of a puzzle, back into what looks like a normal place. I'm like, oh, okay, That's that why explains maze. that explains the entirety of Chain of Memories, the second game of Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell. Great, fantastic, fucking Aqua, fucking Aqua. Fucking Ventus. Yeah. Ventus finally waking up. Although the Ventus uh Roxas situation was funny later okay, on. Okay. What wait, <laughs> what's going on here? Just the fact that they look like each other or Yeah, when uh they finally joined back onto you in the labyrinth, Axel's like, sorry, we're a little late. We had a few plot points to cover up. Oh jeez. <laughs> and Roxas and uh uh Ventus just look at each other. Yeah, that was <laughs> another scene. The same. And like the first third of the game where uh most of the people team up in the main room after rescuing aqua and it was pretty much like each of these like 10 characters at this point or whatever were like pointing like i know you i have no idea who you are and they're trying to explain the web interconnection of like seven different games of this guy knows this guy but hates this guy but is okay with this guy yeah. but this guy has no idea who they all are and it's just weird um also i thought it was weird that roxas you know finally came back and sword just does nothing yeah it's like it's oh like, uh first half of the game is we've got to find a body for roxas and then yeah, back and it's like oh cool roxas is here yeah he's back uh, i have no idea why but sure okay cool it's like roxas's heart should have been inside sora so he should have noticed something going on here but i guess not sure plot point yeah, well, I think the what it was, was um, they used a dark portal to drop the replica's body out right when Sora released the heart, I guess. Okay. Where did the body come from? Okay. I mean, the body came from uh, Radiant Dawn. We right. know that because Vexen brought it to them. We were in the Keyblade graveyard, though. How did the body get there? How did a lot of this shit happen, Brandon? <laughs> dark portals. I, okay. I got something that I actually don't fully understand. Maybe you can help me out here. Do you remember the time that you're riding on a thousand different Keyblades to fight against the Keyblade Horde? Or yeah. sorry, the Heartless Horde. Why was there a shit ton of names? Are, are well, these actually really cool. Um, I, I actually remember reading this a while ago, and it, I, I didn't remember until I saw this. Those are actually contest winners from Unchained Key or Union Cross, the mobile game. They okay. Had, they had a raid... And if you performed in the top 100, you got your name added to that list. And so um, that's the names are their in-game names. 
and then you see what faction they joined to the right. Oh, okay, so, cool. Um, it was actually really cool. So, like, obviously, you know, you're playing it, and this moment is actually pretty badass. And then they pop up. It's like, oh shit, I remember that. And I was like, man, I should have done that. I could have had Zigzagoon on there, but yeah, so. okay, okay, sure. But to I the second top one hundred, uh, it just it didn't make sense to me because I think that was beyond my understanding. But yeah. it almost felt like near Automata at that point, where it's like. We're going to have random people help you in this moment, even though like 10 minutes ago, you were stupid dead. Right. Yeah, that was dead, Brandon. Repeating it again. It threw me off guard. Yeah, um, some time travel level shit. It's weird. It's like there's time travel in this game. And, and they even went back to the chess game and they're like, oh, you just got to go back in time. It felt like playing uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> okay, so wrapping up towards the end here, we have to fight the 13 people uh everybody dies oh not everybody sorry uh we beat the first 10 of the 13 organization which each one of them has their own sob story first nine yeah because then we have grandmaster xehanort and then we have young xehanort young xehanort uh um or Zemnis and Ansem. Ansem seeker of darkness yeah. okay I, I forgot that young xehanort was in that yeah, yeah right. didn't really do much yeah that's true so uh each time you defeat them, they have their own weird backstory. You know, uh, you defeat them like, actually, I really didn't have anything to do with this. I could give two shits. I'm like, that's weird. You're supposed to be possessed by uh, Zendus or Ansem. Oh, I just realized something. Well, what did you realize? When Bragg dies, he doesn't yeah. actually die. No, he uh, he leaps to the wall and falls back. It just and then he makes his weapons disappear, so it looks like he died. Huh? Huh? Yeah. You know, and just yeah. make. Are you ready for this weird shit right here, Brandon? Mm -hmm. Do you remember at the, what happens at the very end of uh, Hercules, uh, Thebes? Uh, what's yeah. her name? Uh, Maleficent and Pete find the Pandora's box. And uh, they're like, yeah, this isn't the box we want. And Zigbar is sitting over it. Do you remember what he says? Something about hope, isn't it? May your heart be your guiding. And then it cuts off, meaning he knew what the phrase was and was one of the keyblade wielders of past they use that as some kind of hint to suggest that he might have been part of something a little bit bigger here which is you know part of the ending movie here so you destroy most of organization 13 as one should again uh yes uh at the very end you're facing you know the final four uh old dad xehanor holds Kyrie and Meltzer after the fight you, you defeat it's weird because when you defeat Zemnus, he's like, you know, I kind of regret everything anyway. So I'm like, that's the first time you have ever heard that character say, I didn't want to do this shit. I'm kind of sick of it. And hell, even defeating the Heartless. Time, wouldn't you feel? Like, yeah, like. Fucking done. Even Heartless uh, Xehanort is like, I knew this shit was going to happen. I'm like, why did you fight that? Just say, fuck it. Bugger off. Go have some tea. Thanos off or something. Oh, yeah, keep going. I have something to say about the final boss. And so after that happens, we have to take on old man Xehanort because I don't know what happened with young Xehanort and everybody's waving to Amanda. Uh, and so I don't remember what happened with young man Xehanort. I'm pretty sure he's like, oh, I'll just go back to my time because I know where everything's yeah. going to happen. Her, her, her. Well, it's time for me to go live a normal life now. Like, geez, he just gets off scot-free. And so he kills Kyrie as the 13th key he apparently needs to make the Keyblade, which is, you know, I was about to make the axe, but that might uh, give Nick uh, the hint that he should come back and listen, which is bad. 
and he summons fucking Kingdom Hearts. The you know the big no no we were worried about in the whole damn first place. None of it fucking mattered. <laughs> the past twenty five hours did not matter because he was going to do it anyways. He was able to pull it off. And so they come up with the, this bullshit at the very end here saying, hey, if we send this motherfucker back into time where he can't do this, supposedly, everything will be okay, even though he took over Kingdom Hearts and he's making the world into darkness. Did that work, Brandon? I mean, yeah, technically. It, it sent him back in time, but he still had the Keyblade that he could use to summon Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I mean. Which he did. I, I didn't see this going back in time as much as just going across worlds. I mean, they sent him back to, uh, which I believe was, the, I could be mistaken. Uh, you got to remember, uh, Xehanort's uh, homeland was uh, stated lore-wise as Destiny Islands. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that was the original, you know, the remnants of where Destiny Islands was. That's why I thought he got sent back in time. I, From what I understood, that was just where the school was for Keyblade wielders. Which I, I guess makes sense. But in any case, uh, he gets sent over here and he's like, you guys didn't take the key away from me. I can summon again. You know that, right? And we have, Brandon, the hardest fucking fight. It's just, I don't even understand why. Why does he have 13 different people now that have nothing to do with the organization, but they still have hoods and shit? They're remnants. Are they? They're the remnants of the keys when he made the keyblade. It Okay. I believe you. Yeah. From what I understood. There's so much fucking to talk about. Just thinking about it. I'm I'm glad that every single game got uh their happy ending. Yeah. Like the like each time you did a little section of the labyrinth, you're like, oh, uh, you know, uh the game for the you know birth by sleep for PSP got resolved. Everybody's happy over there. Oh, uh, you know right, two is done. Yep, everybody's yeah, happy. Uh Shion and Axel and Rexus are holding hands and cuddling over here in this corner. I'll we give even them have, uh uh Syx too, Issa. Yeah, yeah uh, Syx and fucking Axel get their happy ending of sorts, kind of. For you know, he just appears into nothingness. Huh? I'm keep I keep remembering things I want to talk about. Uh, let me say about the final boss fight. Why the what? fuck did they put an underwater section in it? Okay, so armored Xehanort, which is the penup uh, penultimate boss. Oh, the goat. Uh, yes. Uh, it's funny because I was looking at it. I was like, why the fuck is this bald ass man with the keyblade have a giant goat mask? And it took me a moment to realize he has keyblade armor, just like everybody else does in, uh, birth by sleep, but no one else even mentions that ever. Even sword doesn't even know he has keyblade armor. He's even protected by Ventus's. He does. He's not even protected by his when he goes into the darkness. It, it, it doesn't make sense, but what the fuck ever. Yeah. I, that fight was hard as shit made the joke because uh, it was a Billy goat so Billy Zane goat <laughs> during that fight because I had to do it a couple times obviously it was I actually spent the most time in the first uh, section of the fight I seriously thought I was not going to be able to beat it this rate because it was yeah. just too hard but yeah. uh, I did a lot of maybe not cheating but cutting corners uh oh uh, Nick Nick uh, unmuted himself he's a little <laughs> bit nervous here no all I'm going to say is uh, out of 10 after after two weeks after all the frustrations, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would each of you rate Kingdom Hearts 3? After all the expectations, after all the hopes, after all the waiting, you know, 14 years since the original Kingdom Hearts 2 release, 
more than that since the whole franchise started all the different spin-off games the amount of uh rants you've been on tyler trying to explain what xehanort is to me to me everybody is xehanort now that's all i care you're that's not- all that i understand for me and i'm just not even going to try i'm really just not going to try so I on a scale of one to ten final verdict for each of you so the final fought a boss fight was very very <laughs> Annoying, but I learned to parry very quickly. That's for fucking sure. When he uh, goes into the stained glass phase, I guess mm-hmm. I don't know what better way to call it. Where it sucks EMP. away your light. Yeah, no, no, right after that, mm. you get your light back. Oh, when you're on the uh, the thirteen pedestal fight section. Yeah, and he fucking just sends everything at you right away. It, I got one shot by that so many times because the fight would restart. I would forget about it, and then you would die. start at the very beginning to every single time you did the the final fight. It was so frustrating. I would say eight point five because I'm so pissed off at the end. I would say an eight out of ten. Uh, I know a lot of people keep saying nine out of ten, nine point five out of ten. Uh, Kingdom Hearts two in my head, uh, with it in its place and time, I gave it a nine out of ten in my head. I'm actually placing Kingdom Hearts 3 lower than that. Even though there's so much more benefits to it, the way they handled the story and tried to just bum rush it at the very, very end was magnificent. But it was like an orgasm that just kept going, and I didn't understand what was happening at that point. I had no uh, idea what was going on. It's just like they kept dropping bomb after bomb on me. It just freaked me the fuck out. I didn't understand the final like, one was like 75% cutscenes, 25% fighting. Yeah, like it's a cutscenes just got ridiculous where it's like they're they spent the last 45 minutes just like tying loose ends left and right, and it was just infuriating. I'm like, okay, that got solved. I guess that got solved. I mean, this was worse than Melgar Solid 4 at this point. There's so many damn loose ends. I think the the reason why I gave it a little bit lower too is because um I thought the writing was really childish. I was really scared when I was playing uh, Thieves, the uh, Hercules one, with the way yeah, that they were talking to each other, like super oh. slow and choppy. I'm like, is this really how it's gonna be? Yeah, but I mean, it's still it was a fun game. I enjoyed it, and I'm glad that a lot of the story happened the way that it did. I wish it could have expanded out. I'm surprised. I expected at least one more set of worlds. Yeah, um, there's only seven worlds, and one of them was Twilight Town. It didn't make sense because I was expecting at least nine or ten, but that ended really shortly. When I saw this, you know, this giant, horrible-looking supernova thing that was on the gunship map, I'm like, is that the end? No! This is probably the halfway point. Like, I looked at my wife, I'm like, this must be the halfway point before you know, we keep going to revisit the worlds or something. No, it's not, as it turns out. That, that was the pathway towards going to the end, and it, that was frightening. Brandon, did you do any of the uh, mini games or the uh, the cooking stuff or anything like that? I did cooking a little bit. Um, I, I played all of the different types just because I wanted to try it out. Mm-hmm. Killed it, rocked it, I can cook. Um, one thing that surprised me, and I, I was going to mention this earlier when you were talking about fully voice acting, um, Remy from Ratatouille. They never called him Remy. They just called him Little Chef, and he never talked. I thought that was really Does weird. Does Remy talk in Little Chef? Yeah, he talks, and he's got a name. In oh, I, the rat ha- rat's name is Remy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Little Chef, and it was just, it was really weird to me. I had to look it up and see if anybody I, I, mentioned it. I'd never seen Ratatouille, so I just assumed he didn't talk. But it was another victim of no voice acting. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It was really weird, but I enjoyed the cooking. I never really. I used it on the frozen boss because obviously, after dying enough times, like I'm gonna give myself the advantages that I can. It's in the game. Give me some more 
well. So, uh, part of why it might be purely because Ratatouille was made by Pixar. Uh, despite Pixar being currently owned by Disney, uh, there might have been some issues there because Kingdom Hearts is uh, is a third party uh, in, in Disney's eyes, right? But they didn't so have it, issues with any of the other Pixar games. Yeah, Toy I, Story. Th- I, this is just speculation. Like, I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, no, that is weird. Um, okay, well, uh, that's Kingdom Nick Hearts 3. The, Nick in the chat uh, is arguing that... Uh, Remy does not actually talk directly to humans, so since you're playing from the perspective of Sora most of the time, maybe uh, he doesn't talk to you because of that. All right, well, that's at least one part, but why don't they call him Remy? A good that's, question. That's a very good question. <laughs> why, why call him Little Mouse? Where's it, fucking Star Wars? Yeah, that's that's it. Where's where's oh. Mar- where's uh, Iron Man? Where's Hulk? Where's the Avengers? Oh, I you I, see, I, honestly. If they threw in Where's the Avengers, fancy characters, I would have there gone to like none. find a good deal on a PS4. I w- honestly, one, no, there weren't any. No, we didn't get to go the Hollow Bastion or Radiant Garden where they would have been at, but they didn't show anything. Rebuilding the world, we could have seen the rebuilt. Are we going to go to Midgar, you know, in the next game or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I just realized that. I didn't even think about that. I thought this yeah, was all right. the next game. We are 40 minutes in into this Kingdom Hearts 3 section. And Who gives a shit? We're going right. down with this thing. The ending. Can we talk about the ending, Nick? Let's talk about the ending. All right. So, Go ahead, Brandon. When you finally beat him, the moon turns into a sun for some reason. And Xehanort says, time for the purge. And it Yeah, that's some Dead Space 3 level shit. Like, uh, it turns out he wanted it so he could destroy everything because he uh, he wants the cycle of light and darkness to continue. What the fuck? Which, you know, listening to it, I was like, okay, you make some good points. But then Sora comes back with, well, it's not your decision to make. And I was like, yeah, that's that's a pretty good point, too. I mean, technically, I mean, if uh, were his uh, heritage of teachers and, you know, from the Master of Masters were to be suggested, whoops, uh, maybe it was his position. I don't know. And uh, it's funny because when you're saying, when you uh, he starts saying points, you're starting to agree with him. I realized the meme when somebody's like pouring a drink, when he's like, when you're starting to agree with what the villain is saying. Right. You know, um, but then he says, he says, you know, or Sora says, we've got to stop this. And he's like, it's too late. But I guess it's not too late because all of a sudden the sky shatters and everybody comes down. All of the light. Yes. Uh, all the heroes. Because like I said, I thought he got sent through time and space away from this uh, original conflict. Everybody comes in anyways, I guess, because they just had the weight. Followed Sora's you know. part. Yeah, after three hours of uh, us trying to fight, you know, these last two bosses. Um, but yeah, it was just it was really weird, and uh, then of course, uh, Ericus's heart comes out of Terra, and Zaynard's like, "Yeah, you're right." I Why? Gg. And then he why goes, is Erica's okay? So Erica's was hiding in Terra's heart, right? Which we kind of speculated that did if, we? If you played the um. I mean, the closest thing we had to speculate about Terra is that Terra was the heartless of uh, Terranort, which turned out to be fucking true as shit. Do you remember that? Yeah. When you feed Terranort and the heartless behind him rips off his bandage and says, you know, I've been waiting a long time for this, yeah. asshole. That, that was, I, yeah, that was intense. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the, yeah, the final so, thing. So, yeah, so he pops out and says, ha you lose, checkmate. And he just gives up. He's like, yeah, you're right. I'm old. Let's go home, friend. And he's yeah. like, what? Like, just let's go fuck off. 
And then the only way I could justify that in my head was Xehanort is intelligent and he knows like, fuck, I, there's no way I can beat this kid now. Let's just try to go out amicably. And even though I have the blade. Yeah. And let's just, let's just end it. We're good. GG. You guys won. Uh, So uh, a question I, a question I had was, uh, you know, with Kingdom Hearts 3 sort of attempting uh, and chaotically, from what I understand, to bring in all these different storylines and try to make sense of everything, have they set themselves up for uh, Kingdom Hearts 4? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, you asked oh. me that last time, and yeah. I told you I didn't know. Of course, with the secret movie, it suggests that there's a lot more going on in the mix. Uh, with oh. Brandon. Sorry, Nick said something that made sense. Wh- How what do you mean? To tell them that his name is Remy, so they call him Little Chef because he never told him his name. Oh, that is true. Now, all right. In the ending scene, it focuses uh, more on the uh, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, uh, the mobile game, because uh, the ending scene shows all the uh, what do you call them? Union leaders appearing, or no? Not even that. I don't think they're union leaders. Uh, most of them, they were the uh, the students of the Master of Masters, who is never mentioned in any other fake fucking Kingdom Hearts game. They just appear in this desert, you know, meeting from different angles. And the fifth member, Lushu, comes out with the black box that uh, Maleficent and Pete has been searching since the beginning of the game. They were a fucking red herring. And Lushu, who's supposed to be one of the five students from like hundreds of years ago, pops off his hood. And it turns out to be... Break. Fucking Who, it, who is a repeating and occurring character since Kingdom Hearts 2 has no purpose or reason for this role at all but, but I, I did think it was an intelligent way to do it it was really unexpected but break can't steal the all-seeing eye keyblade so he does have to wait till xehanort gives it to him uh in breathing ceremony and he needs yes. to open the box i mean if i were to guess I'm guessing Lushu bequeathed the blade actually to him at one point because uh, Xehanort had that keyblade for a while after getting it. I mean, you see it on the wall in the very beginning of the, uh, the game where he's playing chess and it shows the the no-name keyblade. And uh, so hypothetically, I don't know what this means specifically. Does that mean that uh, this is uh, Xehanort who was originally Lushu or something like that that took over Bragg and he kept going? Does that mean that uh, Lushu has been playing the fucking idiot all this damn time? That's what I think. I mean, it makes sense. It's weird because in a lot of the times, like the final uh, talks between Bragg and the player, like in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, he's like, he used to give me that same look too. What she was talking uh, potentially about Roxas, but he could easily have been talking about other characters from different games. Uh, and then, of course, uh, in the final cutscene between uh, Zigbar versus uh, Sora and the team, He's like, oh, I am worthy of the Keyblade. Yeah, because he fucking has a Keyblade already. He's, you know, he's just been playing, you know, the pawn just to humor along because his goal as Lushu is to observe the events of Kingdom Hearts at all times. And he's been doing a fucking good job of it, apparently. Up close. But, um, but yeah, then after that, we get the cutscene of Sora and friends. Which is a hidden movie. Oh, no, no, sorry. You're talking about the ending uh, credits, aren't you? Uh, when, Over on, on Destiny Island? No, no, before that. When he says, okay. oh, I've got to go save Kyrie," And Mickey's like, no, don't. And Riku's like, let him. And Mickey, let him die. He says, uh, the power of waking isn't supposed to be used like this. You'll die. And Sora says, eh, LOL. 
and he goes off, and then we get the island cutscene, which yes. you take over that one. Uh, it shows everybody all happy and back, Kyrie's in back and shit, and Sora's. Oh, yeah. We kind of skipped a couple cutscenes. We skipped all of the people getting back with their groups. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's happy and shit. We, I'm not going to talk about each one of them, as uh, Nick pointed out. We're probably 45, 50 minutes into this. Can I say, though, I'm glad that they didn't leave out Hainer, Pence, and Olette in the uh, Axel, Lee, Xi'an hmm. cutscene. Hmm. I thought that was cool. That is cool. And thankfully, Sora is dead. We're yeah, good. Because we had this happy cutscene. Everybody's on the island. And then it pans over and you see Kyrie and Sora sitting on a tree holding hands in the sunset. And then Sora fucking disappears. And I was so happy. cut the black. I was so happy. And I was like, cool. You know, we're finally at a good spot. The story's good. You know, there doesn't need to be another game. And then Sora disappears. It's like, fuck. Kingdom Hearts 4. Or you know, in before in before 3.2, 3.5, 3.8, 3.9, and then we finally get to four. Fifty-five years old to finish the score. <laughs> and so with the secret movie giving a even maybe like a minor detail as to what to expect here. And Brandon uh he was playing on proud mode. You can activate the secret movie by getting lucky emblems, which are little emblems that appear across the game that you use your fucking Snapchat smartphone to take pictures of uh brandon only needed 30 i needed 60 uh the secret movie is kind of weird brandon was trying to explain it to me in a different way but uh it shows a cutscene of uh sora and riku in what appears to be a real life world uh in, uh, in tokyo uh it, it did show uh, i believe sora near the uh what looked like uh one of the the police precinct which is actually real there in tokyo and so it didn't make sense why the fuck he was in the real world now brandon you were saying something different um because i had to look it up because i was curious apparently um the big 101 that you see yeah is from another game called the world ends with you which is another square enix game yes um and so apparently that was where the main city is in the main you know mission area of the game and so um apparently it's a very noticeable thing and so he was in that world whereas we see riku in uh uh verum rex which is what we see in the cutscene during toy story because we mm -hmm. see the main character whose name is yozora Roxas. what his name was yozora mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. i kept thinking that sora was yozora and so Sora ah. looking down on riku from a different world and so I think it's a teaser of Kingdom Hearts 4 is going to have these two games in it. I, I was hoping that you're going to say that there was no Disney worlds and it was all Final Fantasy and they're going to go through Square Enix worlds. Well, I like Nick's, Nick uh, Axel Bullet's theory that uh, Final Fantasy 7 is the next Kingdom Hearts game. That would be interesting to go through each of the Kingdom Hearts worlds. I would, I would be okay with that. <laughs> Cloud just being like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Where the fuck are you guys back? Is it Genova? Oh boy, oh boy. I want to see his reaction with Aerith. Did you see that Valentine's post that was going around? It says, Lady, no. if you keep praying, one day your love will fall upon you. And it was of Aerith. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, okay, Jesus. Oh, man. But yeah, All right. the final cutscenes were upsetting. Yes, uh, it really shakes the player up when they listen and watch it. I like us, like, loosely describing it will not do it the justice that it deserves. They were so uh, happy. Nick, I, I'd like to apologize in advance to you, oh, it's sir. All good. We rented like a motherfucker. We wanted to talk about Kingdom Hearts. This is the first time Brandon and I were able to sit down and just 
nerd out after 12 or so years of waiting for this fucking thing to show no, understandable. up. Understandable. So, um, we'll put a little pin so, on it. Talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. We'll just bring this up in uh, segments. Uh, we'll just edit it out, or we could make a special deep dive episode. I don't know. Um, <laughs> stream dropped us. It's- so for uh, we wouldn't be a video yeah, game. Got it. Podcast. Memorized competitor. <laughs> We wouldn't be a video game podcast if we didn't think about talk about relevancy, uh, relevant topics going on. We we've always tried to stray from talking about news all the time, but there's just been some things that have been happening that we can't avoid. Uh, yeah, and we'll Kingdom start with Hearts Three happened. We'll start with the happier things. We'll we'll ta- or at least kind of yeah, happier Kingdom things. Hearts Three. That's happy, right? We'll, we'll we'll talk about the Nintendo Direct that happened just this past week. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yes. I'm so excited. So, so a couple of things um, uh, that were announced, and uh, we'll spend some time on the bigger ones. Start on the first. Uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, Super Mario Maker Two. Uh, I'm super excited about that. Uh, they added a shit ton more stuff, and I don't have a Wii U since moving away from Tyler, so I haven't been able to play. Oh no! You can't make me suffer a Super Mario Maker Two with you That's anymore. So excited to come out on the Switch, especially since it's going to. Uh, bring in a lot more players because there's a lot more people with the switch than a wii u right i'm excited for some of the levels that you can see on there um yeah super mario maker 2 has been announced uh with the release window of june this year um and i i've seen some uh videos about it making and breaking relationships oh yeah uh, mostly breaking so um uh, <laughs> ending ending marriages and long-term friendships um They've given us a little bit more information about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, the 3.0 update with, uh, I believe, Joker from Persona. Mm-hmm. Um, and that what does is it correct, say here? yes. Some uh, new Smash-themed Amiibo figures are coming out. Sure. Sure. Cool. Yeah, great. Yay. Okay. Um, then what else did they talk about? Box Boy and Box Girl. Um what is this? a brand new game with two seventy stages, including two player co op? First Switch game in the Box Boy series. Let's say I, I know what the Box Boy series is, uh, but uh, let's say a brand new game. I mean, it has two hundred seventy stages. Hopefully, you know, brand new. They definitely right. work from scratch for that one, right? For sure. Huh. Uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is getting a DLC. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Black Order. They, they they talked a little bit about that and that was already announced. Um, I'm just holding off until we get to the big one. Um, I'm pretty sure Tyler's itching to talk about that. I actually act, <laughs> I'm actually had to let him know. I had to let him know about it. Uh, the one that I really think we should talk about is Tetris 99, though. Which, uh, you won't catch me playing that. Sorry. <laughs> I I thought it was hilarious when they announced it. And the fact that it actually exists. It is a Tetris battle royale. It is the Apex Legends killer. Yes. Installed on yes. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even uh, looked it up. Um, my biggest surprise, because I, I obviously was interested, so I watched the stream. Is people are playing it? Like it doesn't take you long to get in a match with a hundred people in this obscure I'm, Tetris game. I mean, I, I guess that's the that's the point we're at now, where uh, you know it's just another BR, and then and Nintendo's like, well, what can we do that is potentially fun and that people might possibly enjoy? It's just silly. And like, well, why don't we take a game like Tetris, which is, you know, the best-selling video game, and then turn it into a BR? I would have thought it'd been like a Splatoon Battle Royale where you get 99 Inklings and you're just trying to cover the sky or the ground. Yeah, but that'd be too, you know, on the head. You know, that'd be too BR-like. Right, right. That's not allowed. Where's our League of Legends BR? 
Um, I'm sure. Uh, Hellblade, Hellblade's new sacrifice is coming to the Switch. Which is fantastic. Uh, I since uh, even though last time I cheered other people to play, it got bought out by fucking Microsoft uh, upon doing that. But hopefully Nintendo will buy it from Microsoft and see what happens with that. But yes. Um, then Delta Rune uh, that uh, Kevin was actually talking about a few episodes ago is uh, yes. coming out for the Switch as well. Um, yep. Should be interesting. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. Well, can somebody tell me about this? Uh, I mean, uh, the I believe the original premise was Yoshi's Yarn, which is uh, it was like a cutesy version of uh, Yoshi and Kirby being in yarn form and running around and uh, just kind of like a, a arts and craft version of what you would expect a Super Mario World game to be. It was right. uh, very laid back, fun to play and all that stuff. And this was the next version of that coming out. All right. Fire Emblem. Um, Fire Emblem, yeah. That was my next uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, uh, got a trailer and also a release date, which I'm just trying to look for right now, unless somebody happens to know that offhand. I don't. Uh, so the big question is, uh, Brandon, when's the last time you played and beaten a Fire Emblem game? Years ago. <laughs> what which game was it? Also, July 26th, for those curious. 26th, thank you, Tyler. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, for me, it was actually uh, Path of Radiance for the GameCube. Uh, I did try beating, uh, awakening but i think i got three-fourths of the way and realized there's too much shit in the game for me to play through and beat it was just so much Fates. hold on let me look yeah for the 3ds mm, okay okay fair enough fair enough do you think this is going to be a game that you're going to be able to pick up and beat or do you feel like this might be a buy in a very slow burn uh i'm hoping to buy in a very slow burn i, I enjoy games like this uh, like i said i'm on langris here now i'll probably pick up war groove afterwards for my casual tactics game oh mm, casual um, I really enjoyed uh, doing a let's play for um, Valkyria Chronicles. Um, Go on. That I should pick up again, but I do enjoy games like that. <laughs> All right. Um, there's a a few other things that are just coming out. Final Fantasy IX is already available on the Switch e uh, shop. Uh, Final Fantasy VII comes out on March 26th. Wow. Uh, the the time that it took from the port that from the original console uh, was a very short period. Wow, I'm impressed. Um, Assassin's Creed 3 Remaster is going to be uh, available on the Switch as well on May uh, 21st. I'm sorry, I can't let that joke fall flat. I want to point out this game came out for the PlayStation 1, and I believe I've never played a Final Fantasy game, so I believe one, the Final other person Fantasy. here should have picked up on that joke. Final Fantasy 9 came out for the PlayStation 1. It's coming out on the Switch, I believe, for 30 fucking dollars, which is more expensive than, I think, even its phone version. I'm sure it's out and it's, on the phone. And it's not even a remaster, as far as I understand. It's just a it's port. It's a port, and it's the number 18 highest selling game currently on the Switch. Yeah. Well, I mean, fuck? sometimes companies just want money. You know? Just the it's fact that people will pay that much money for that game, it's, it's just atrocious. It's a good game. Uh, it's $20 on Steam. Final Fantasy IX a good game? I mean, yeah, yeah but... Good game. Not as good as six, but it's good. But Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VIII was hot garbage, but it'll still hold a special place. The fuck did you just say? I will cut you. I drank way too much wine eight. to handle you even slander eight. eight. Yes. Characters in eight. All right. Name, name what characters in eight? Three characters. Okay, you got Squall. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you got uh, Zell. Okay. And then you got Riona. All right, all right. And you then got you got Quetus. Cypher. You remember the, the, the yeah, the, the antagonist. 
No, I played it. It was actually the first I, I three. Okay. I did. Don't, I'm don't say seven because I know what there's seven. I'm impressed. I didn't expect you to use that. Um, uh, um, you could have also said Biggs and uh, Wedge. But those are the titular characters know, in the very beginning before it gets beat up by the Wendigo. Um, but yeah, it was the first Final Fantasy game that I ever played. Uh, not the first one I've beaten, though, but it'll hold a special place in my heart. Final Fantasy VIII? Yeah. Oh, no, it's hot garbage. I was just kidding. No, I know it is. <laughs> I'm not denying that, but it'll hold a special place in my heart. Yeah, uh, right near the sphincter. Right next to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same place. That's where I belong. Uh, six is the best, though. Tyler, um, Tyler, do you want to tell us about the game that was announced that you're very excited for? Uh, I mean, very excited for is a very loose term. Uh, I mean, am, should I be excited so, for this game? Tyler, do you know yes. the first uh, Legend of Zelda game that I played? <sighs> Thankfully, that has no tie to Paper Mario, so I don't have to feel bad about this. No, no. Uh, uh, I'm it, guessing it it's... Game Boy. Oh, should I guess Link's Awakening then? Hey, how did you know? I know, right? The only fucking game. So yeah, uh, Link's Awakening is getting a remake thanks to the announcement of the Nintendo Switch. Or yeah, on the Nintendo Switch, thanks to the Nintendo Direct. And wow, this was uh, totally left field, guys. I was not expecting this one. I was honestly thinking they were going to shoot for uh, either Link to the Past or more than likely uh, Skyward Sword. I was hoping Skyward Sword. I was, I was hoping for Skyward Sword too, but honestly uh skyward sword did not get the highest reviews i feel like they would have to put duct tape around five's mouth in order for it to uh get out the door here uh, the motion controls though could do so much better on the switch mm, do you think so though i oh, yeah I, it's just uh it doesn't have the actual proper pointing but we did see with uh breath of the wild that it, the aiming system is more than capable you know to work out just fine so yeah, I can see where that would uh, work out just fine. But anyway, for that, that fucking beetle. Yeah. So, fuck that beetle in Super Smash Brothers too. By the way, <laughs> it fucking grabs you and just takes you off the stage. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Uh, is this something that you uh, you would be interested in, Nick? Oh yes. Um, would this be your stuff. first own Zelda? Uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm first Zelda going to beat. Uh, no, I'm definitely going to finish, uh, buy and finish Breath of the Wild before I get to the remaster of Link's Bye. Awakening. Does that mean you're not even going to get Link's Awakening at this point then? No, I'm going to get it, Tyler. Brandon, uh, if you're curious, uh, Nick got it from the library for a couple of weeks, played it, enjoyed it, and then never touched it again. Library? Switch games? He, uh, our I, library does, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? That's fucking kinds of games too, not just Switch Canada. games. We've got, Jesus. Uh, DS, 3DS games. Uh, I believe there's some PlayStation One games, PS2, Xbox 360. Uh, they don't have those. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's a that's a different library. That's a blockbuster, not a library. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will get it, Tyler. Nick, I give you fucking like company expenditure money. You still haven't gotten it yet. Wait, we get money if I, we do this. I <laughs> I will pick it up when I pick it up, Tyler. Yeah, you will. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about it in you know twenty twenty then. <laughs> so this is I, the end of uh, season three. Nick, how's Breath of the Wild going? Uh, I'll pick it up next week. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. Sweeping declaration then. Before the end of season three, I will buy and finish Breath of the Wild. So in another six months, you mean <laughs> essentially? It's a pretty safe. At list. least I'm giving you a timeline. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And at this point, if I'm playing it more for you than for myself. Pen. 
and eat this hat and eat this lay. Shave his entire head and beard off if he doesn't. I I'll, I'll go out and bite right now. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the razor. Where I was like, <laughs> no, don't spend money on a razor. Get the you know fucking Breath of the Wild. But yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna uh, finish and play Breath of the Wild before I even attempt Link's Awakening. And uh, as we discussed, uh, Link's Awakening will probably only come out uh, towards the end of the year, um, as is the trend with uh, Zelda games. Nintendo's Direct, was it good? Was it strong? How did you feel about it? Was it because honestly, it felt like it was lukewarm with a good, uh, you know, big entry at the end there? Didn't a lot of things missing. Because I was busy, but I was upset there's no Animal Crossing or Metroid news. Yes, and uh, people are actually yelling at the people who, who said exactly what you did. You should be happy with what Nintendo gives you, you know? No, <laughs> with, but uh, I, still, I am happy. I'm just upset. Um, well, um, they they already confirmed that they're going to be pushing back Metroid f- for a while, um, at least until next year, the year after that. They confirmed that a few weeks ago. Um, I can't speak about Animal Crossing, not a franchise that I'm familiar with or have played. Um, a lot of people were expecting Pokemon. Uh, well, not a lot, but a significant amount of people were expecting Pokemon, but it's too early for a Pokemon announcement. That usually comes around like April, May. Um, in between April and June is when they talk about Pokemon. But uh, I-, I, would, I wouldn't know I'm the wrong person to read a Nintendo Direct. Um, but yeah, that's that's some of the happier news. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I mean, I think it was okay for the most part. It wasn't the uh, the best thing in the world, but, you know, a couple of things to look for. A lot of people are like, I haven't touched my Nintendo Switch in months. Give me a reason, Nintendo, I say. And like, okay, right. I'll, be, you know, I'll, I'll dust off the Switch. Um, but let's talk about Activision Blizzard. I think I might need the drink for this one because, uh, actually, I'm probably not the poor one out for a lot of people. Um, I, I don't understand how a company, after its most profitable year, um, decides because they want more money, despite having the best year they've had, decides to cut out, you know, eight to nine hundred uh you know cut eight to nine hundred jobs and give their new cfo a signing bonus of 15 million dollars if it makes you feel better nick uh it was happening the exact same time this meeting as the uh the layoffs so while they're talking about how great sales were in different part of the studio people were actually being laid off according to the article well i mean but that's they they wouldn't know no but that's a public um uh, that, that was more of a public uh, sales call, right? Like, uh, all right, these are our numbers. I'm sure internally they have systems that uh, they, where employees can keep track of how, you know, financially where the company's been, what's their quarter's been looking like. I'm sure that's something that they at least discuss. Do you really think that uh, the development part of a team would actually know how well money is going on through certain parts? To some extent, at a very broad, shallow, like at a very, just like a surface level, on just how Maybe a game's doing. If they own stock, which they probably do as employees, but they don't know if they're going to be doing the best in that quarter. I mean, they'd like to think based off of what they're hearing and stuff. I'm, I'm sure their managers are giving them like good numbers, like, hey, we're doing good. Keep up the good work. And if not, then they're like, hey, come over here. We need the talk. <laughs> I... Uh... Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you that. Like they, they, the layoffs and the uh, the meeting, uh, the meet, uh, sales calls were happening at the same time. But still, like, how does how does a company do that? How do you get away with that? Uh, I mean, you can ask uh, Activision Blizzard. They uh, <laughs> could probably also ask Telltale and see how that worked out for them. That is also true. Yes, uh, this is actually. I don't remember how many jobs were lost with Telltale. 
hundreds still. Uh, but two hundred something jobs. Still a lot of jobs, and suddenly, yeah. I mean, not the the put this to scale, but eight to nine hundred jobs just gone. Yeah, and not um, even all of them got severance either. Only the and, employees got severance. Before we go into too much detail, Nick, could you explain uh, what the full like talk about this article is? Uh, yeah. So this is an article from Kotaku, written by Jason Schreier, and we love Jason Schreier here. Um, <laughs> for the for the most part, you like um, him, I hate him, but you know, <laughs> um, at least he at least he tries to give us the truth. Uh, th- this article, the title of the article is "The Fallout of Activision Blizzard's Massive Layoffs." Um, it is a very long article, and skimming through the article, he talks uh, to people uh, to uh, to roughly around twenty people who have been laid off or close to people who've been laid off. Um, and he tries to break down what's happening internally between Activision and Blizzard, um, and really leaves you with the question of wondering whether. Uh, and as our skit points to, how much how much of Blizzard is left? How much how in control is Blizzard in any more of their own IPs? You thought they were in control still? Oh, you. <laughs> I mean, thing. I mean, we're talking I'm about a public knowledge. Division. <laughs> That's a joke, um, Randy. You should get that. Uh, have to say in our, uh, okay. Uh-huh. I, I don't understand how morally people can just do this. I really don't. You think there's another side of the story? I would like to think so. I would like to hope so. But at the at you, the end of the day, just letting people go without any severance, where this is what they do for a living, and now they can no longer bank on getting any money, and they have to struggle and find new jobs. The same exact thing that happened to Telltale. It's you know after they've had the most profitable year after they've signed you know given their new cfo a 15 million dollar bonus uh, just for signing with them just on top of what he's already going to make every month i i don't see how any of this could be justified welcome to corporate america welcome still to- uh not even in america specifically there was different locations like over in uh, like europe and latin america yeah. where they also lost their jobs it's weird because- yeah no kidding it's uh it's weird it's sad honestly uh i mean this happens a lot of time with uh, many other companies but since we uh since the the development teams of games that we love uh are often objects of adoration we we really come to a personal level with these people when moments like these happen like uh large companies all the time cut people loose from their teams just you know to save a buck they found a corner to cut but this to us you know we recognize a little bit more than other people which you know is kind of sad in hindsight but you can't you know support and love every single person in the world unfortunately uh, like this and so it does suck at the same time they also worked for blizzard activision so hopefully this gives them a chance to have a better opportunity elsewhere preferably not into the sweeping arms of ea or anything like that but you know um when the Telltale Games thing happened, there was a lot of companies that said, "Hey, send us your CVs, and you know, you guys can work for us." Like they recognized the talent that Telltale had, and I'm sure the same with Blizzard Activision. But yes, I saw a lot of uh, people on uh, Twitter, uh, large names from video game companies, saying, "Hey, uh, we're sorry this shit happened. If you want to work for us, uh, we, we would love to have you." And they you know posted links saying, "Hey, just let us know." And so, yeah, it's. And- um- it's it's nice to see the the community taking care of each other. It's just sad that, um, it's 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 just a sad situation all around that, uh, 
it's a it's a nice thing that people have to take care of each other but it's sad that people have to take care of each other in case where they have no control over their own like fates right because they didn't do anything wrong specifically it's just that the company wants more money and so they decide to cut uh to trim the fat and yeah no i we've talked about how publishers have started uh or at least the business uh the, the higher ups the stakeholders have been making more decisions on to what happens with the games uh even though i'm pretty sure that most of these people don't play the games all they see is the numbers and all they see is the money and the income and the potential despite how it's going to screw over the gamers in the long run and how it's going to screw over their employees in the long run so what do you think this means for uh blizzard in general do you think uh I mean, we already have Heroes of the Storm pretty much going into a uh, permanent stasis in terms of updates. Do you think we're going to see any uh, further expansions with World of Warcraft? I can't speak for WoW uh, because I'm not a WoW player myself. Um, Overwatch has to. Overwatch has Overwatch League. There's plenty of money invested in that. That Activision's not going to say much or do anything to it. Um, uh, I can't speak for any of the other games. StarCraft 2, I feel like, was would be the next one to get the axe. Um, yeah, I mean... What about the Warcraft 3 remake? Yeah, that, that might never happen anymore, but you know. Hmm. It, it, it's weird because between the three of us, I feel like I'm the one that's mostly uh, invested in World of Warcraft like right now. Like I like hearing about updates and stuff like that and hearing you know, about cool raids and shit. I haven't heard shit in the longest time than this past year. After the battle for Azeroth, after like the first month or two, it just went so quiet so quickly that it was a not a telltale sign, but a telltale sign that maybe something's going on here. Maybe we should be concerned. It's almost kind of scary how quickly uh, uh, Bungie jumped off the ship here when things started to look you know a little stagnant here, and I'm kind of impressed that. Uh, what would have happened if they stayed for another two, three months? Do you think half the team would have got axed or something like that? Um, eh, it's, it's hard to say um, because I'm, I believe, uh, at least the speculation is that uh, at the eight-year eight year mark, they had a clause in their contract to get out, and they they made full use of it. Um, uh, I don't know, like this kid, it, I I wrote it basically for this. It's Blizzard has to decide let's just take a stand and the only way they can do that is if the div, uh, you know the game devs the, the staff take a stand uh we we've talked about unions of some sort we've talked about uh groups that look out for the people who work overtime we've talked about rockstar in past episodes we've talked about what happened to telltale it's something needs to change because game development is not what it used to be when it started out it was you know a small team of two to ten guys sitting in a basement making you know these little 8-bit uh games which were complicated at the time for these small these different systems and now it takes you know hundreds of people to make a triple a title it was such a big thing a few months ago over in great britain when the the first uh developing team managed to get unionized and it feels like with times like these coming even worse and worse with every passing event uh the call for is becoming more abundantly clear i don't know if it would be the would all be, uh you know end all be all solution to you know fixes kind of problem but it just feels like it would feel almost imperatively uh necessary not only the uh the development team but you know voice actors obviously been trying to get uh properly recognized as the union which they are 
but it's been causing a lot of discrepancies like with uh the big strike that happened recently and i'm starting to get really concerned i mean we have always been concerned about the quality and we've we've heard the horror stories of shit that's been happening behind the scenes i just i wonder what's gonna happen with uh you know, is, do you think government control is going to come in here to try to moderate something? No. No? You, you... I think they just don't care enough. I mean, we care about it because it is our passions, which is fair enough. Is it a real-life necessity? No. I mean, look at all... Think think about it in a different sector. Look at all the bullshit that's going on in Hollywood and all of that. And there's no regulation at all. No. Like, if anything the FCC is controlling the ones who would be doing the regulating, you know, like it's, it's completely ass backwards that, and nothing's getting done. And it is going to be the same thing that it is in the video game industry. And, you know, I'm sure the television industry as well soon. Yeah. And it's no, it's no surprise all this newfound greed over the last, you know, year, two years, because, um, in 2018, the U.S. video game sales reached 43 billion. It was almost four times more than the film industry. Jesus, right? Um, it's times are <laughs> times are tough. <laughs> like really, they are for people who make these games, and it's 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 it makes me sad. And like, I wish I could do more because I want to support the people who make our video games, but I don't want to support the publishers. Or at least the ones, not necessarily the publishers, but the people who, who, who are affecting and making decisions like these that affect the people who make our video games. It, it um, is very uh, weird to see how uh, the bigger companies like this is uh, the ones that are making the biggest mistakes. It makes sense because bigger companies want to uh, maybe not desensitize the idea of focusing on making money over you know the well-being of their employees and all that stuff. But after a while, it just it becomes clear uh, this is going to be a problem with uh, as people get more and more focused on trying to make the, the next big game. Uh, com- you know, games like Anthem right now is going to be coming out yeah. next week, and right now people are uh, riding their wings on this game. And if this game doesn't do as good as you know they're hoping, we can expect probably a, a similar tragedy is going to be happening in you know in the next month or so. Right. Well. Um... Well, that's or that. You could be like Nintendo, you know, during the rougher days where uh, the CEO, Mr. Uh, Iwata, I believe, took a huge pay cut instead of uh, laying off any of his workers. A pay cut <laughs> in corporate America? Yeah, I know, right? Is that even allowed? <laughs> oh, um, man, uh, it'd be a shame if uh, Mr. Kotick, uh, the CEO of uh, Activision Blizzard, you know, could potentially see, you know, doing it for the good of his company versus, you know, lining his own pockets. Oh no. no, he wouldn't be able to buy the second lamp that year. Though, uh, what's he? You know how? How would he be able to live with himself? Oh man! Oh well. We, uh, I, and I think I can. I think everybody shares my sentiment. Uh, we hope that everybody who lost their jobs um, manages to find something land on their feet. Um, please do check Twitter. There are plenty of people who are reaching out and providing support for potential jobs out there in the market. Um, but we're going to move on here. Um, we have dragged on long enough. We're going to go into uh, game releases, and we only have two on the list. Um, starting with Yakuza Kiwami. That comes out on PC on February 19th. Do we know anything about this game? Yes. yes. Heard of it. Uh, Yakuza 
excuse me, uh, my voice is starting to slip. Uh, Kiwami is essentially their way of saying it's an HD remake. It came out already on the PS4, and it's now currently getting a port to the PC. Okay. And so, we we I believe the second game, uh, Kiwami 2, came out for the PS4 recently, so this is just uh, the process of it hitting the PC at this point. Alright, cool. And then we've got our big hitter, as Tyler's already mentioned, Anthem. That comes out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on February 22nd. Now, um, if you are part of EA's Origins Premier Axis bullshit plan, uh, you you would already be playing uh, Anthem. Uh, you already got access to it on the 15th, and a lot of people have been playing it and streaming it. Um, you can download a 10-hour trial if you haven't had a chance to access the beta. Uh, I've heard that it is significantly different uh, from the beta because the beta was uh, an old build. Uh, so, you know, Anthem's out. Give it a try. Um, yeah. Uh, now, this day in gaming, February 11th. Yay! Yay! We have a few games, and we already uh, we already talked about this. Um, it's actually February 18th. I didn't get changed from last week. Whoops! February 18th. Oops. Oh, we're professionals. I, Oops, I, all I, I fairies. So February, this day Oops, in gaming. February Zaynorts. 18th. Uh, Brandon, do you want to talk about this first one on the list? Sure. Um, so the first one is Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. Can I give a little history? Yeah, go for uh, it. Sure. Yeah, lay it down. So Final Fantasy XIV 1.0 released, and it was hot garbage. Um, yes, it was. Mechanics were clunky. Story storyline was all right, but it, it wasn't the best written, and it just wasn't a very popular game. So uh, they ended up. Oh, and I can't remember who took it over. And I feel bad for not being a big enough fanboy, but it was taken over, and um, they basically recreated the game from the ground up. The story was, well, there was a giant meteor destroyed everything, pretty much cataclysm. Um, I think I keep thinking Horikoshi, but I know that's. Um, uh boku no hero but uh so basically cataclysm came destroyed it and then final fantasy 14 does division five mean anything to you no the there's the creator for it um i think his name starts with an s uh you got naoki yoshida yes yoshida Mm. that's close that's why you know there's an there's an s there somewhere so yeah yoshida took it over and basically recreated the game from the ground up calling it 2.0 which was the first expansion but it was like cataclysm level changes and mm. uh, ended up creating a much more popular game. Yes, he did. Uh, as you said, in 2010, it uh, came out and it was largely negative. But uh, Yoichi Wada, which was the uh, president of Square Enix back then, uh, sent uh, Yoshida, to, Yoshida to take over it and uh, made it into something a little bit more interesting. And I remember I played since the beta of that because I wanted to oh, get you poor that. thing. 14 but i kept seeing bad reviews i was like no i don't want to out want it and i was like uh when that news of that came out i was like sure i'll sign up i'll try it got in and yeah so the rest is history uh did you ever play final fantasy 11 no but i've watched it hmm. it had a lot of similarity combats to final fantasy 11 where it was just a really clunky system hmm. okay fair enough uh nick uh coming out in 2003 there's a little game that came out for the PC. It's actually a pretty popular game to this day. Yeah, uh, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Uh, yeah, never that's... played it. Oh, well, that's very sad. <laughs> yeah, never played uh, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Um, honestly, I don't. Even, I'm assuming it's uh, like an action stealth game um, because that yeah, would make it, sense. Pretty much, you know, Tom Clancy's uh, 
Sam Fisher, aka the, the Splinter Cell. Yeah, right. It was probably uh, Tom Clancy's version of Metal Gear Solid at that point. It was hard. Okay. Yeah, I it was the first level. <laughs> but I was young then. <laughs> uh, I mean, nowadays uh, they're more known for uh, Rainbow Six and uh, the Division, but uh, right. you know, still want to pay our respects to Splinter Cell, of course. Of course. Um, and the last game we have on this list, which uh, I'm, I'm not the most familiar with, is Battletoads. It came out in 1994 on the European NES. I know it mostly from the 4chan meme. Yes. Of calling stop. Battletoads was like uh, the poor man's version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, game that came out. Okay. It was a it was a beat 'em up side scroller, I believe, and uh, it's infamous because it wasn't that good, but it was hilarious hilarious to make fun of and extremely and, difficult. Yes, very very difficult. And the joke was uh, people would call GameStop asking if they had a new shipment of Battletoads that came, that came in, and eventually they got blocked. So I figured I put it up there as a joke. I mean, if it came out. No joke. Uh, it's a significant time period, anyways. Games have been around for quite a while. Um, but yeah, that's that's the show, guys. We made it. Yes, it was. We we got through it. Um, Brandon, can can people find you online? Should people find you online? Do you want people to find you online? I don't exist. I thought about so in our show notes, I wrote nowhere for my plugins as a joke because I wasn't included, and I really thought about when it got to this point, just shutting my stream down. <laughs> just leaving. You can't find me. I live in darkness. But I was like, no, no. This professional podcast got to be professional. Nice, um, nice. But uh, yeah, I I don't really have much. I might start streaming again. But you can find me as Zigzagoon on most things. But that's about it. Okay, uh, Tyler. What about yourself? Where could people find you if they wanted to? You can find me on Twitter with my new uh, found super sweet, deep bass uh, gravelly voice now. On Twitter? On Twitter, at two times Tyler. All letters, all one word. Two times Tyler. Cool. And then there's me. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at LRWarrior11. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's all unified. It's really nice and clean. Yeah, it uh, is. Look at you and your little And my little what? Your, your, your brand synergy. I gotta try. Your um, little Casual Master Quest. You can find us. Um, your little keyblade. You can find us on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Um, or you can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. Uh, send us in your comments, questions, concerns, hate mail. If you just want to talk, if you just want to reach out, um, yeah, we're down for it. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Yes, you uh, can. On Facebook, you can just find us if you just type in "casual master quest." We should show. We should just pop right up. Yeah. Um, Instagram is at casual master quest, and that's still being worked on. Can I, I know I've said that for the last few weeks. Yes, Brandon. Um, hey Tyler. Yes. Do you remember? I, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Terranor, but he just fucking destroys Axel's Keyblade. He just fucking completely destroys. Zemnus. Zemnus did it. Yes, yeah. he catches Axel's uh, Keyblade and just. Yeah, but anyway, I just I uh, remembered that. I'm glad that Axel and uh, Kyrie served uh, excellent points in the story. Yeah, they really blossomed. Yeah, mm. it's right. a there's a little bit of a flame going on. <laughs> All right, any last words? Fuck you is my last word. <laughs> yeah, invite me back. See what happens. <laughs> It'll be funny. It's the end of season two for our uh, little podcasting session here. What? Yes, it is. It is the end of season two. Last time was at the end of season one. 
What's that? Maybe? I don't what remember. Was the last episode that I joined was at the end of season one because we can I... thing. Ooh, that's a good question. We'd have to go back through the history books and check. Right, let's listen to them all. The and history of Casual Master Quest. Oh, we're listening to them all. You guys should too. Oh, yeah. You can be like yeah, Nick yeah, who uh, listened to them all the way from the beginning, actually. What a trooper. If you um, want a trooper. Uh, Our truest fan. If you want to listen to the Super Goon Squad, I've got those on file. <laughs> Do you? Because I can't access them, motherfucker. I have them all backed up because I knew that my hosting would go down last February. Motherfucker. Yeah. I, I got the YouTube video, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> but anyway. All right. So that is the end. Of, this is the end of season two. Um, following uh, the end of season one tradition, uh, we're going to be taking a week break and we'll be back oh. for season three. What are you going to do with your time? I don't know. Well, I didn't even have, know. <laughs> uh, we have a we have a week freed up. Um, thank you very much for listening. It has been a fantastic season. Uh, Brandon, thank you very much for joining us. Um, this Kingdom Hearts 3 rant a discussion. I mean, uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of both has been has been fun to sit in <laughs> on and try to make sense of it all. You um, poor soul, you were screwed from the start the moment you started this episode. <laughs> so that's Brandon. That's Tyler. I'm Nick. Thank you very much for listening to this Casual Master Quest episode 40. Uh, be safe. Be good. Enjoy your weeks. Enjoy your time. And don't forget to never stop crying. We will see you motherfuckers in the week after the next. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.